Hello, and welcome to week three recap of ASI Primetime. I am your host, Billy, joined by Joe Poe. How's it going, man? It's going great. I'm nursing pretty crazy hangover from the Killers last night, but, uh, you know, that's the least of my concerns after the Giants' fat L this week. Yeah, a rough couple days for me, too. Um, had to cancel my vacation to Key West that I was supposed to go on. Oh, no, really? Yeah, so uh, kind of oh scrambling with that. It's all good. I kind of was able to punt it to like later in the year for like no money. You were able so. to you were actually able to re yeah, redo it. Thankfully the airline and the hotel was all good, so I'm driving yeah. up to um Maine tomorrow morning just to kind of just cuz I have the time off, so to to actually have a vacation still. Yeah, That's a good move. Exactly. So it's all nice. good. But uh unfortunately Well, you salvaged it. Yeah, salvaged exactly. It. So um just because of all that, unfortunately I didn't have time do the boomers this week so i do apologize yeah i think people might be a little upset with that yeah so that's my bad but did you really think i wouldn't come through boomer never sleeps We start in Jersey City, where Team Troy takes on Sandstorm in an old Ardsley rivalry match. Early on, Derek Henry Ford was motoring to the tune of 25, giving Flood an early edge. But Steve was able to hold serve as Subway Jared Goff beat off with a trio of receivers in the teens. Taking Dak Sunday's QB stream didn't end up as fortunate, leaving us all wondering if Wentz will be cute without the E cut from the team. Sandstorm 111, Troy 98. Whoop, whoop. Next, Corey heads down to Philly for a matinee with Team Wells. Fowler arrived rocking a fresh Patagonia fleece courtesy of Steve as Devante Agent Smith and Mark Mr. Anderson got all hopped up on blue pills and scored a pair of touchdowns. Meanwhile, Zach would walk a thousand miles Sanders for some points as David Lee Roth Montgomery's 1.1 had him wanting to go ahead and jump into the Delaware River. Corey 123, Wells 78. Fumble! Next, Poe heads into Lincoln Park for a showdown with Team Muller. Christian D. Caffery isn't giving Tom the boost he expected, while Poe is very cool with 39 from the defense and kicker. Muller put on his clutch pants and eye black, picking the wrong Cowboys RB Monday night, but it didn't matter as Saquon Charles Barkley took one look at the opposition and said, This team is fucking terrible. Poe 106, Muller 101. Next, Brock flies west for a primetime matchup with Team Della Rosa. Speaking of time, 10 a.m. beat the shit out of Travis, who inexplicably left John Jacoby Jingle Meyer Schmidt in his lineup. His name has an O, you fool! Brock had more 14s in his roster than R. Kelly, as his balanced scoring attack was able to do just enough to edge out Team Snooze Button. Brock 103, Trav 97. Really, Boom? Two pedophile jokes? I'm crunched for time! Next up, Rasp heads over to Hoboken in the only game where both teams actually scored. 
Vinny, Chase Edmonds, and the rest of his entourage had Kurt singing, Oh yeah! Oh yeah! But Raspansard as Russell Freegage had his break out of prison performance. AJS Madden Brown did his thing, but Rasp wasn't subscribing as MVP candidate Jalen Hurts. Huh? Huh? Hurts? Huh? Led this team to the highest score of the week. Rasp 157, Kurt 119. Last but not least, I plug my nose and head down to Sewell to face off with Team Husser. I was rocking a mean chubby Thursday as Nick at Night came through for me once again. Fucking love Full House Boom. But Husser responded as Mojo Burrow beat the hell out of my Powder Puff squad. I was able to keep things interesting for a moment, but in the end, he was just CDing this lamb to slaughter. My team stinks! Birds 105, me 79. And that is week three. Damn, what an electric day. What an electric opening there, Bill. I think that was honestly better than last week. I was dying at the school reference. Because as we know, Tom isn't actually from Washington Township. He just pretends that he is. He just plays one on TV or at Ryder. But yeah, I appreciate the kind words. Um, definitely had to patch that one together kind of last minute. So <laughs> thank you very much. But yeah, I guess without further ado, we're, we're going to get into the matchups, do the recap. Unfortunately, no preview episode. As I kind of was saying, I'm going to be traveling. But I'll be back for the week four recap Tuesday and then back to our kind of regular schedule moving forward. So without further ado, we can kind of get into the first game. You want to start with Troy Steve? Yeah, yeah, I think we we can go there first. Um, And I'm just going to fire it off, Bill. I I know usually we like to talk about the winner first, but... uh, I couldn't have been more right in my entire life than I was about Carson Wentz last week. <laughs> uh, listen, I didn't say that I thought he was going to light him up. I just said I thought it was weird that you kind of took his side <laughs> or you took the Eagles side over him was kind of my stance. I, it, it was just a strange decision that you had so much hatred for the guy. I don't know what it is about his face, but it's just such a punchable face. It is face. a punchy just, face, but... I just hate him, and then that's that fucking picture of him in the varsity jacket. <laughs> that's exactly what I pictured <laughs> when you said the face. Every <laughs> time I think of Carson Wentz, I just think of him pictured like that, and how badly I want to punch his face. And so, yeah, it seems like the Eagles did a good job of punching him in the mouth this week. I think he had negative one passing yards in the third quarter right yeah i i think they reduced it from the sacks but still yeah he he wasn't getting yeah, anything net going passing on yards non yeah. garbage time at all yeah he looked terrible so i just wanted to start with that but i think we can move over to the actual winner here steve if you want to maybe walk through his lineup sure jared goff not the highest fantasy performance and i mean the lines really fucked this game away honestly yeah, they did. They really blew it in like the last fucking what was it? The last quarter they let up fourteen points. Yeah, and then just a, like a bomb, just blown coverage, and they're missing field goals, fucking up fourth downs. It was not great. Yeah, their their defense really falls apart in the second half, and I think it's just because they're so devoid of talent on the defensive side of the ball. You know, so it. I, the Vikings are very frisky this year, and I love their offense, but I think this is probably going to be a story all year as it's been through the first kind of three weeks is that their defense is just so bad 
that it's going to be hard for them to really win these close games. Yeah, I think both teams are kind of closer in talent than you kind of would think early on. Goff, I, I don't know if that's his long-term answer. He did trade for Carr, as we'll get to with Devontae Smith later. It's just obviously he had the Tennessee matchup, which I guess on paper is a little scarier, but this year Tennessee not quite as daunting, so a little surprising. I think he kind of just went Goff versus Minnesota based on like the recency of the Monday night Minnesota spring game. And I think that he's right going that direction based off of how Minnesota's played on defense aside from week one against the Packers. They got kind of trashed last weekend. And then on top of that, you know, Golf and the Lions were able to put up 35 points on that Philly defense that Minnesota struggled so much with. So yeah. I don't think it's the bad play. I also think that uh, Swift was very limited. So it kind of sucks not having your top running back option. That yeah, involved. that's a security. And Amon Ra did, did hurt his ankle. So I can't imagine that. I, I, I don't know if he left the game, but he was not at 100% to end the game. But at the end of the day, it, it really comes down to you just got to. The Lions need to figure out ways to close these games. And, you know, I, I think they'll get there eventually. But right now, they're just not there. We can move to Eckler who the Chargers just laid an absolute egg. I know they got some people hurt, but still just four carries for five yards. Like, (sighs) did you watch that game? Yeah. A good majority of it. I mean, I had the red zone. So, and it wasn't even that the Chargers like were, they're injured all over the place, right? They lost Slater. Now they had Keenan Allen out. They lost, I know it doesn't seem like a big loss, but I believe they lost Guyton, right? Or it was a DeAndre Carter um, the in the receiver, receiving core. Yeah, I, I don't know. Herbert's banged one. up. And both on defense, but obviously that doesn't yeah. really affect fantasy a ton. But yeah, they, they were a disaster this game. It, it was weird. Absolutely. It wasn't even like they were even in the same stratosphere as Jacksonville. Jacksonville really went, <laughs> they literally kind of like, that? <laughs> yeah, they shit on the Chargers. It was not even. It was almost not a game the entire game. Uh, let me see what the breakout was in the quarters. No, they were down. They were down quick. Yeah, they were. They were down literally the entire game. There was never a point in time where it was like a competitive game. Yeah. So 16, are you worried? Ten in the third. If I'm an Eckler owner, I'm worried because Rashawn Slater's out. Yeah. He did have a lot of pass catching work, but the offense, like, it was very clear that it was just completely out of sync. And I don't know if it's just because Jacksonville's defense is the real deal this year, which it seems like they had that Doug Peterson bump. Like, they seem like they're playing really well for him. Um, And I don't know if you saw, I don't know if you saw the very end of the game because they were getting blown out so hard. But Doug Peterson's throwing the ball in the late in the fourth quarter up 20 points because you know how he is. He's a dick. He loves running up the score, yeah. and he loves absolutely shitting on teams. So I don't know if it's just that Jacksonville might actually be pretty fucking good this year or if the Chargers are just nowhere near the level of play that we were expecting out of them coming into the season. Yeah, and I mean – it was the whole time I did kind of find it weird that they were just crowned as like one of these like top five Super Bowl favorites yeah, sort of thing. I did find that while odd. never making the playoffs. But regardless, Eckler and the offense still kind of ticked last year, and it's only three weeks. But this is this is a bit of an alarming 
Yeah, you still drop 13.3, but dump-offs in garbage time, I don't know if you want to bank on that as your RB1, potentially. But Yeah, yeah. I don't think you're wrong there. And I, I said it last week, too, like in the Thursday night game. I really think that Staley is becoming big dum-dum with his play calling and aggressive play, and he's just not coaching to the same level he was last year. Maybe he's just in his own head, but it's hard to be excited about any Chargers players, especially after this week with how many injuries they have there. And if Herbert's going to be nursing these ribs for, it seems like, the next four to six weeks, I'm just very concerned. And I have Herbert. Um, so I'm definitely concerned about him moving forward. Uh, we'll get to my matchup, but yeah, yeah, I'd say massive downgrade to all the Chargers skill position players compared to where they were at preseason. And just in general, I feel like it's going to be a weird week of recap because, again, Steve won the game, but in yeah. general, pretty much no one scored except for Rasp, Curtis, and everyone else was kind of, or Corey had a nice week as well, but everyone else pretty much wet noodled, so... I don't know if this is just going to be a shit on everyone, sort of. I, I don't know what the flow of this is going to be, but moving to Aaron Jones, very uninspiring performance from him. I know Tampa Bay is pretty stifling defensively, so me personally, I'm not worried because I saw how awesome he looked against the Bears, I'd say, but a, a little scary that he can potentially be matchup dependent or... Is that kind of what you saw, or do you think it's more of an issue with the split with Dylan? What what are your kind of thoughts there? Uh, Jones was my bust of the week this week in the matchup. Oof. I kind of didn't expect him to do that well. And it, it's not only that he's splitting carries with Jones, it's just that the Tampa Bay defense is that fucking good. So 14-12 in a duel between Rodgers and Brady, could you imagine saying that like five years ago? You know what I'm saying? It's just, just that what it is. They, they don't have weapons at the moment, and their defenses are both nasty. Like It's just kind of what you yeah, do when you're an aging quarterback. You just kind of link up with a good defensive team. Yeah, Tampa Bay has been very successful against the run in every single game so far this year. So I'm not worried about Jones moving forward. It's just this is the nature of owning Aaron Jones. He's a very boomer boss player. He's not going to give you that consistent floor as a running back. But he has the upside of winning you your week. So I'm not worried about him. It's just because Eckler isn't giving Steve that floor, it really fucks him when Jones has these down weeks because he's not getting that 25 plus, 20 plus that people were expecting out of Eckler from last year. I guess we can move to Michael Pittman and just the Colts game in general. Shout out me. I was totally right. The line made no sense. So you just kind of got a zig when they zag. Um, he did have a nice game, no. eight, 8 for 72. Ugh, I hate kickers. I fucking hate <laughs> kickers, and I hate the Chiefs for blowing that game. The because... Chiefs fucked it up going for the, the fake field goal. That wasn't kicker issues. That was just Andy He did miss. The kicker did miss, I think, two field goals and an extra point, though, didn't he? Or just one field goal and two extra the points. Four, the fourth and ten field goal, I, I field goal fake, I just will never understand. Like... Imagine putting Mahomes like that's just one of those things where Andy Reid is just due for one of those once a year where he just makes some dumbass decision. The Chiefs do just doy doy like a game in the first five weeks every single year, so yeah, not a ton of stock here. But the the main takeaway while we're talking about Pittman is that when he's in the game, he's going to produce. And this was 
not an ideal matchup. They weren't moving the ball really at all until the fourth quarter, and he still reeled in eight of his nine targets for 72. Like 15 without a touchdown for him, you'll take that kind of any day and kind of expect yeah. big things moving forward, despite Matt only, Ryan's poor play. He's the only real receiving option in this offense. So I think similar to the next guy we're about to talk about, Deontay Johnson, it's just if they're healthy and if they're playing, they're going to get peppered with so many targets that it's going to be extremely hard for them to ever score below like 15 points. But yeah. the issue is you don't get – like Pittman did have the ceiling week one, but the issue is like I don't think you have a consistent ceiling from these two players. I think it's more so you're playing the floor every week. Yeah, we'll see. It's hard because, I mean, he missed the one week, so he's averaging a good number, you know, with the 30 or whatever he had week one. It's just, but yeah, I I wouldn't be down on Michael Pittman at all. And then same thing with Deontay Johnson, kind of a shitty offense, but 11 targets, caught eight of them, 16.4 against a decent Cleveland defense, you would say, you know, so... I, I'm I'm fairly comfortable with both of these. I don't know if either one will be like weak winners, but if they can kind of keep you in that 15 range paired with the running backs having a good game, I think this team is pretty fine for now. What, what do you think? I think his receivers are fine, but I think I still think even in hindsight with the running backs he has um... – that Devonta Smith trade, Steve, is just going to be brutal. I think is going to be you're going to look back on that and really regret trading him for Derek Carr later on in the season when you have these two wide receivers. To be honest, the thing is, I mean, we'll we'll get to Kittle first. Um, his debut, not a ton of scoring, especially for where you kind of drafted him in that like upper tier of tight ends. Granty was banged up, and then Denver is kind of stingy on D, pretty much keeping everyone relatively low fantasy-wise. So I think it's kind of a wait-and-see with Kittle, but I I did want to get into Christian Kirk, who seemingly might be his best receiver kind of out of nowhere if we are high on Jacksonville. What are your kind of takeaways with him there? I think that Trevor Lawrence is looking a lot better this year. And it seems like Christian Kirk is earning every single dollar of that contract (laughs) so far. And it seems like he's Trevor Lawrence's best option. Doug Peterson is a creative offensive mind. And Christian Kirk, when he was in Arizona, was just underutilized. It's not that he was a bad receiver. It's just that for what you had seen from him in Arizona, you were just like, I don't know if he's worth this much money. They paid the premium in, in Jacksonville to get him, and it seems like it's working out. I have him in other in another league. And I got to say, like, he's actually my third best receiver in that league. I have Adams and A.J. Brown. So I love Christian Kirk. I think he's going to be good this year just because he's going to get fed so many targets. I do worry now, I think, with the emergence of it's Zay Jones, right, in Jacksonville. Yeah. That he could potentially eat into his target share. But, I mean, Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars just took it to the Chargers this week. It was dope. And they have a great passing defense it's not like they're playing you know like a soft defense and i i don't know i I think the fact of how well they performed against la in la is pretty huge so i'm I'm pretty high on kirk i guess i'm lower on deontay johnson pittman because they're not going to score at that clip and i felt like devonta smith 
had a bigger upside, especially you've seen like the last two weeks how well he's done. I don't know how much we're going to talk about Steve's bench, but I think that Steve has enough running back depth here, and Deontay Johnson and Pittman could provide value on another team. Like, I would like to see Steve maybe trade. Like, I think he's got something here where he could trade for an upgrade at wide receiver. Yeah, I mean, he's randomly got a ton of starting running backs (laughs) with Jamal Williams and Herbert kind of stepping in now. Damian Harris also a pretty decent week. In general, I was kind of working on a they left all the points on the bench sort of thing, like a Forrest Gump chocolate or something. It, it didn't really materialize in the fastest two minutes. I couldn't really or upgrade it. or upgrade a quarterback. I know he traded Devonta Smith with Derek Carr, but like Steve, I would be interested in trading fucking Herbert potentially if you can make me the right deal. You know, it's just, it's like he's got Jamal Williams, Khalil Herbert, and Damian Harris. I'm not excited about Damian Harris. He's He's kind of a, a low on the totem pole running back to me, especially after the Mac Jones injury. But Khalil Herbert could provide a lot of value to Wells, and Jamal Williams could provide a lot of value to Curtis because both those guys are injured right now. And, you know, both of them don't have the running back def or anywhere near it that Steve does. So, yeah, in general, my takeaway it's like this team now is two and one. Like it has pieces, it can score. And- He's not in a bad spot at all. It's not the sexiest team on paper when you're looking at like Christian Kirk, like Deontay Johnson and stuff, but they're guys that are getting it done a lot more consistently than some of the big names, you know? So I almost think that Jamal Williams is almost a mu- like must start at this point in time. He, even when Swift is playing, you know, a substantial amount of the he game. He keeps Jamal getting the Williams goal line is, targets. I told you that week one. It still yeah, is happening. Yeah, he has a ton of value, and he's still getting touches, which is kind of, it's kind of what he did in Green Bay, right? Like, yeah, Jamal Williams did same. have value in Green Bay. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's it's nothing new for him. He's a great player. Not, not a great – he's a good player. So, yeah, I think that's pretty much all I had on Steve's team. I don't know if you want to go. No, yeah, let's bounce over to Troy. We did Carson Wentz already. Uh, let's move to Derrick Henry, who had his first Derrick Henry game of the year, which is good to see. 25.3, 20 for 85 touchdown, and then five catches for 58 is pretty uncharacteristic for him receiving game-wise, but altogether it gives him his first real RB1 performance from Derrick Henry. What did you kind of see? Yeah, I thought he looked good running the ball. I don't think he's looked bad running the ball this at all this year. It just seems like they were able to get get one over on the Raiders' defense. And like one of the things I noticed the most was that they were actually able to establish the play action, which is like the bread and butter of the the Tennessee offense. Yeah, I thought they looked good, but they did stutter in the second half. They got out to I think it was like a twenty four. Yeah, it was like twenty four to. Three or six, I, I can't remember. They were up big in the first half. And then the second half, everything that they were doing successful just ended up kind of going to shit. I'd say my biggest takeaway for Henry is that he was actively involved in the passing game this week and wasn't kind of superseded by Dontrell Hilliard. So maybe that's a sign of better things to come in terms of his floor. So that even if he's only, even, you know, he's going to get his 20 plus carries a game, right? But if he doesn't get that touchdown, what's always been shitty about Derrick Henry is he's not involved in the passing game. Yeah, then he's sitting kind of make up for it or whatever. Exactly. You know? yeah. Like he has a good game, right? 
for all intents and purposes, but he doesn't have that touchdown. Whereas now, if he's going to be involved in that passing game, it's pretty good for Troy moving forward. I mean, he did lose the matchup, but I was worried about Henry going into this week. I think you remember I said I was yeah. kind of eyeing him as like a, a bust potentially in the future, not because he's a bad player, but because of the situation. So, no, I'd be pretty ecstatic if I was Troy, even though you lost this week. It's just good to see that, hey, your first-round pick is actually still a first-round pick level player. Yeah, I mean, you always knew he was that level of player. It's just, you, there, there's definitely doubt that creeps into you if he puts out a third dud, and that obviously was not the case here. So definitely a good sign moving forward for him. Um, yeah, I, I fully expect Derrick Henry to kind of keep chugging along. Javante, a bit of a down game against the stifling san francisco defense 15 for 58 and then three catches for two yards all coming out to nine points i personally think javante is still fine that's a ton of touches he's involved it's just the denver offense is just kind of weirdly broken do you expect it to kind of get fixed and it to help javante or what do you think i would have agreed with you last week but this is now three straight weeks of the Broncos offense kind of throwing out duds out there. I just think that they probably have like a two week window before I'm completely out on their offense, turning it around. I, I, I want to say I'm not worried because they did play a great defense in the 49ers, but they just don't look good offensively. And it's just so ugly watching them. It's like literally watching the giants offense with it's like watching the Giants offense, but with like way better skill position players. So yeah, I mean, they're worse. Totally, like, yeah, our offense it's is crazy. miserable to watch because it's just like Daniel Jones running around like an idiot the entire time. Like they have time and plays that are just broken and not executing. It's just very weird. And yeah, a ton more talent. It's so weird. He has 18 touches in this game and only gets 60 yards. And he had three catches, and they went for two years. It's just, I don't who yeah. Who do they play? Who do they play this coming week? Okay, this is like a spot. They're playing a Raiders defense that's not been good against the run thus far. This is really a spot for them where they need to go out there. So with perform. that information, are you, if you're him, are you riding with Javante for one more week? Or are you looking at a James Robinson on the bench? I'm starting James Robinson, and then Javante is in play for my flex spot. Fair. Let's... I'm def- What From what you've seen from James Robinson through three weeks, I'd be, it would be extremely hard to bench this guy. Clearly, Jacksonville wants to use him, and he's coming off an Achilles where... He still looks great. And the Jacksonville offense looks good. Like, what else could you want? The guy's getting, like, 20-plus touches a game, right? I think he's averaging he's averaging just around – first game back, he only had 12 touches. But the last two weeks, he's had 25 and 20 touches. Like, they're going to they're gonna use this guy. So I would definitely – I would lean Robinson. I think he's the safer start until you see some more out of Javante. Let's move to Jalen Waddle, who had a pretty nice game again, 15.1. I don't think he's been under 15 in any of his games. And, yeah, the, the Dolphins, they kind of passed their test. This was the tough defense, the tough matchup. It wasn't as high scoring as kind of like we wanted it to be in our dreams, but 
they hung around and they didn't have the ball for a good majority of the game and yeah their skill position players were still able to produce and kind of get it done when it counted so yeah i'm amped on jalen waddle moving forward this is this could be one of his bigger down weeks and it's a 15 like the floor is just there and then we've seen the 40 point ceiling from him so it's also mike mcdaniels is very creative with getting actual good players the ball and the one thing about the miami offense is they have so much speed on the outside that it's just going to be hard for any team to match up with Waddle and yeah. Tyreek Hill, and Who then Chase Edmonds and corners. Nobody. Yeah, know? and it's not even that. It's just like they can do it so much with these guys. They can, they can do the jet sweeps. They can run the ball. Like they can go deep. Like it's just such a mismatch every week to plan for these two. Um, I yeah, I th- I th- I really do think Miami is going to be. They've done nothing but prove, like, hey, they're pretty fucking good this year so far. I do think this Thursday is a little bit of a letdown spot for them. Yeah, I agree. Your defense is on the like, field for 80% of the game, and you got a short yeah. week, and the Bengals seemingly found a little bit of their old selves. The, but This game, to me, is really a, is just the inefficiency of the Buffalo Bills being able to run the ball. Like, they really cannot run the ball effectively at all. And I don't know if you how much you actually got to watch of this game, but one of the things that was like the biggest telltale signs of like Miami being like a very good home field advantage is it was like the second quarter and the Bills offense was just gassed. Like everybody was taking a knee, everybody was like getting hydrated. They uh, had to it was take like a time out. Five degrees. Like. Yeah. Like I, I I should think about that more when teams are going into Miami. At least in September. Because, yeah, the that team, the Bills offense looked gassed. Uh, yeah, I, I'm happy if I have Waddle or Tyreek Hill uh, this year. And then let's move to Brandon Cooks, who had a bad game. And did you see our boy Mills? Where you kind of saw what I was seeing, right? Like, he's trash. Yeah, he's not that good. He's not that good. And this Chicago defense isn't that great this year i just don't yeah you're right he's not that good he's better than justin fields though (laughs) that could very be very well be a possibility we'll see kind of what happens this week but i still think cooks is pretty fine it is just kind of a a bit alarming to see that his floor can be 4.2 and it seems like no matter how good or bad the texans are no matter who's at quarterback he kind of was at his 15 so he did have seven targets. Yeah, it yeah, like, that's that's extremely true. So they did run the ball. I did say this uh, when we get to Rass matchup. I did say that the Houston Texans are going to be able to run the ball on the Bills or on the Bears. So I don't know. This Cooks has had, I think, an, a long enough tenure now to show what his floor is. I'm not really worried about him. Fair enough. Higby at tight end, a nice 10.1. I think, yeah, he got this guy off the streets because Schultz was out. So nice signing there and honestly was almost enough to kind of take this. He lost by 13, but a 10 from your tight end off the waiver. Yeah, he was my boom of the week. So is 10 points a boom for a tight end? I'm not really going to give you a boom there. No, (laughs) he needed a touchdown. They, They are very bad against tight ends, the Cardinals. I was expecting him to score like... 16 17 with a touchdown you know but yeah. 10 points out of the tight end position is like you need that like it's pretty much 
all you can ask for if you're just streaming some guy off the waiver wire. Let's go to Thomas and just the Saints in general. Are they kind of broken? Like, what's the deal with 14 against Carolina? What What's going on there? Uh, I don't know. I th- I think that they're dealing with injuries, if I remember correctly. I think Thomas might have gotten hurt early in this game. Oh, Thomas I, missed time in this game. I think he. I think he might have gone out early in this game because oh, Olave the game like, due to injury. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah. Olave did have oh, a nice game in in his did. absence. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm. I'm remembering now. My bad. But Jameis Winston's also hurt. Michael Thomas is now hurt, which is like one yeah, of the he didn't practice probably today, concerning Wednesday. Yeah, that's very concerning. Huh. So. It's weird to see them put up a dud against Carolina because I would have said that the Saints are probably better than the Giants. But it is a divisional rival, you know. I don't know if the Saints are broken. I just don't think they're that great of a team yeah. this year. So flex options, we kind of got into it a bit earlier. Like you're playing James Robinson, so you're thinking potentially Javante in the flex. Then he's got Claypool, who I'd probably lean against. Tyler Boyd had a nice game. He kind of broke like a 60-yard touchdown. But he's got some flex options. He's got some kind of pieces here. He's still going to have to keep figuring out quarterback, which is sucky until Dak comes back. But I believe he's eyeing like not this week, but the week after. Yeah, Yeah, he's saying week five. If he can kind of stay afloat, he's two and one. It's not like he's buried by any means. So, I also think that Dallas might be better than they're giving them credit for because they played the Bucks defense week one. Yeah, which if we've seen through three weeks, like I don't they did think the same thing to the Packers for the most yeah, part. You know, I'm not so sure how many points like the Bucks are going to give up in a in a matchup this this year. Yeah, it's been three, ten, and fourteen. So it yeah, seems like with teams Dak are gonna have back, trouble scoring gonna be twenty-one chugging. on them. So yeah, I think Dak. I think he comes back against the Rams, right? I'd probably start him his first week back over yeah, I mean, any over anybody Wentz or whoever the hell anybody on the waiver wire or Carson Wentz. Yeah, yeah. So overall, I I don't think like either of these teams are like super elite at the moment, but they're good and. Yeah, they're probably they're a few definitely... moves away from getting into that contender kind of talk. You know, they're in the playoff race for sure. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's move to Corey and Wells. Let's start with Corey, who I believe is the second highest scorer of the week. So props to him. Tua kind of had the down fantasy game after kind of being the hot waiver wire discussion. Was I wouldn't look of the week. I wouldn't look just, too just much into it just cuz kind of as we said about Buffalo it was just a weird game where they didn't have the ball at all so and in the end they still kind of made enough plays to win. I I think two will be fine moving forward but yeah it was just kind of a ballsy start week 1 but I understand it's your new toy you kind of want to play with and you just got Jimmy G on the bench so I think two is fine moving forward personally. I think he's fine, but I think he's in for another letdown this Thursday. So that's oh, two, true. That's, in my opinion, you pay $23 for a quarterback. You don't want to see two duds in a row, especially when you traded away a guy in Derek Carr who's, like, not exciting, but he's at least good for 16-plus a week. So he two was my bust so. of the week. I think two. I'm not so sure how much of a bust. Or whatever. Yeah. 
he can. He can. But I'm not too sure how much of a bust this week he would have had if he didn't go out, out with that concussion and then magically not have a concussion anymore. Yeah, it was weird. He kind of like fell on his back and was like all wiggly when he got up. But yeah, I... I don't know. I, I think this is a suitable replacement, and I know Corey. He's got some depth on his bench. I could see him kind of doing the 2-0 wiggle concussion to find a few more pieces here or a quarterback replacement. We'll see. Um, I think he's well, going to try and get Russell Wilson. <laughs> I think he's good on that. <laughs> Let's do Jonathan Taylor. Are you a little nervous about him? He has been far from... RB1. He's currently ranked 10th so far. Are you just scared of the Colts being (laughs) shitty? I think the Colts are just bad, but one thing to note is Jonathan Taylor through three weeks last year wasn't that great, you know, from a fantasy perspective. It was week four. I think it was Thursday night football where he just had an absolute monster, like 38 point finish, and then Troy traded him to Wells immediately and gave up the RB1. So it's still early in the season. You're three weeks in. It's not it's not bad weather yet. It's not winter. It's not cold yet, you know. So I'm a little worried about him, but he's, he got 24 touches. Like, I can't imagine on 24 touches. If he's getting 25 touches every week, he's going to start producing. He's too good of a player. Yeah. Kansas City's a pretty good defense, too. I, I don't think they get enough credit for their defense over there because of Mahomes. So... I'm worried in the sense that it sucks that you spent your first pick on Jonathan Taylor, but I don't think there was any other option for the first pick. And that's the curse of having the number one overall pick, right? It's like, hey, there's a definitive best option here. It's not really Corey's fault that he's not playing, you know? And it's not somebody you can ever bench. Pass on. Yeah, no. I I don't think it's there as far as what I was saying. And I I agree with what you're saying. If he's getting 25 touches a game, he'll be fine. And I I assume, honestly, end of the year, he'll be top five. That's what I was going to ask. Gun to your head right now. So, Jonathan Taylor through three weeks is the RB10. What do you think? Who's, like, top five now? Like, Saquon? uh, Saquon's one. I think Chubb is two. Uh, Jamal Williams, I think, is like seven or eight right now. Yeah, he'll Cordero pass Patter- Jamal Williams, Cordero. Oh, so you Patterson think by the end of the year, yeah. over under, over under five and a half? Yeah, he'll be top five. I don't know how to answer top that five. as far as over under because it's like one is the lower number, but over, yeah, whatever. But I think he'll be above five. I I still think he's a RB one though. I just don't think he's going to be the number one. Like I don't think he's going to be a top five running back at the end of the year. I think the Colts aren't good enough for him to be that. All right, we'll see. We'll move to James Conner, who, yeah, I mean, kind of bad performances from both his running backs, and he was still able to put up a nice score, which is good to see. Um, Tough matchup against the Rams and coming off an injury. What, What did you kind of see there? I felt like they just need to give him the ball more. They were playing, it like you said, it's a tough matchup in the Rams. They have Aaron Donald in the great defensive front, so you're not expecting like a huge kind of performance on the ground, but my main concern is two things. One, he is injured and nursing an injury. Two, I think Cliff Kingsbury is a fucking idiot. I don't, I don't think he's a good coach, and it seems like I think the cards are one and two right now through three weeks, and I just don't think that the Cardinals are going to get better, so... 
Uh, I was low on James Conner coming into the year, especially if he's injured. The only bright side you really have is that Kyler Murray did have a quote, I think it was today, where he was saying, like, we need to get him the ball more. It just sucks to see he had 16 touches and he only gets eight points. A lot of it is on, like, these third and ones where, like, he gets the two yards, like, makes the nice play. But, yeah, he's not involved on first down. They're just kind of in third and ten for the entire first half of every fucking game. It's They just don't really have any offensive flow until they're just trying to bring together something in garbage time at the end of the week. So, Or not the end of the week, end of the game, but... Yeah, it's just they're not a consistent offense, so like you're not going to get consistent running back play. You know, it's yeah. If Kyler isn't making a play, like they're not scoring. Like you saw last week in the Oakland game, like that entire game was not some offensive mastermind game plan by Cliff Kingsbury in the second half. No, it was Kyler Murray just absolutely going the fuck off in the second half. Vince Young reference just went the fuck off in the second half. Otherwise, this team is 0-3, and I would be very down on all assets. I want to see what they look like when Hopkins comes back, but at least for the short term, I'm not very high on James Conner. And it doesn't look like he has a ton more running back depth. I wouldn't be surprised if he kind of starts moving in that direction there. If he doesn't Not that he Connor. doesn't have a ton more. He has no running back yeah, depth. Yeah, I was being nice. but I won't. <laughs> Let's go to his receivers, which randomly is the strong suit of his team after passing up on them for double tight ends and then kind of doing enough on the waiver wire and trading and whatnot. Amari Cooper, another nice week, and he did start him. I think when we were looking at the preview, he wasn't in the lineup, but a nice 23.1 against Pittsburgh. He should have had more, if you remember. He had that play where he didn't establish well he was the first person to touch the ball coming yeah. out of bounds mm-hmm. he should have had more like he looks fucking good philly like he looks really good amari cooper yeah i'm definitely surprised and it seems like this is going to be kind of a consistent thing that they're trusting jacoby a little bit more now yeah and is it insane it to you that the browns offense looks better with jacoby Brissett and not baker mayfield i kind of want them to be like let me say something realistic like maybe like eight and three and then it's like do we bring in um Deshaun's name Deshaun I would love for them to be eight and three and then end the season eight and nine and Deshaun yeah Deshaun comes in and just fucks up the season yeah Yeah. that would be hysterical as well Jacoby Brissett is a good journeyman quarterback who can like fill in in a spot like in a few games I'm not so sure how sustainable it is for him but it's fun for uh, now. Amari Cooper looks good. If this is how good he looks with Jacoby Brissett, imagine when Big Rapey comes back and he's playing, you know? I yeah. hope that the Browns go 0-6, but I think it's only upside from there. And they only spent, like, what, a fourth-round pick on this guy? Yeah, like, how was, come the uh, Giants couldn't trade for him? It was a cap it casualty. It was, it was just a, a lot of money. That's why Dallas needed to ditch him. So I, I'm assuming Cleveland is eating money. Yeah. But, yeah, good, good start there. And then we'll move to Devontae Smith, who... His breakout game. This this might be the most fantasy points he's ever scored, and Corey traded Derek Carr for him. So yeah, I just yeah. don't. I he's still don't understand. Yeah, I still don't understand, Steve. I'm sorry, I gotta drag you a little here. I don't understand trading a high upside guy in Devonta Smith after two weeks. Like 
you kind of draft him. Or did he not draft him? No, did Travis he him drafted up? him, dropped him I, for after the goose egg week one, and then he had a is, goodish week, week two, and then Steve flipped him, I believe is his kind of yeah, story. Yeah, I just, I can't get behind. Like, I know I've done it in the past. Like, Corey loves reminding me every single day of my fucking life that I dropped Michael Pittman, but <laughs> fails to understand that I had Debo Samuel and Deontay Johnson too, but that's regardless of the point, but... That was my thing this year. I think I said in our first podcast, like, I'm going to hold on to guys I drafted longer you can't, this year. You can't drop them, you know? It's... Yeah, so this is just, like, one of those things where Steve didn't really have any draft capital involved, but if I pick up a guy off the waiver wire and he has seven for 80 the same week I pick him up, like, there's no shot I'm trading him. Even if it's for, like, a guy who might have more value at that point in time, I, I would have just kept him, but... Seems like the Eagles are gonna fucking steamroll the NFC East. They're gonna steamroll the NFC. It's early, and it it's early. It's early, but, but they're the best team. They in the look NFC good. Right now. I, I'm aware they're of that. They're by far the best team in the NFC. They're fucking shitting on teams right now. That being said, the, this will be my Eagles nitpick. They legit like jump out to these huge leads and then just don't score in the second half. So like that can kind of be like a oh yeah they don't need to, but. It is weird that they haven't... they're not showing their playbook? You think they're probably reserving... I don't know. They they just don't show them on red zone in the second half. And then, I mean, I watched the second half against the Vikings, and Kirk Cousins threw 40 interceptions, and then they still weren't kind of growing the lead. Again, like, these games are all in control, so it is the minorest of nitpicks, but I don't know. It's weird they're not dropping consistent 40 burgers for how they look in all these first halves and then it's like their fantasy players would be even more valuable than they already are yeah but let's go to andrews he had a very nice mark andrews day two touchdowns might be one of the only like two touchdown scores of fantasy football starting players this week yeah. just scoring down across the league but eight for 89 two touchdowns 13 targets 28.9 just that that's why you take Andrews in the second or third round or whenever he kind of took him. Yeah, he. I said it in the group meeting this week. Him and Kelsey would be the only tight ends I'd be interested in taking early, and that's because they actually do produce at a wide receiver one, running back one level. So, yeah, this is, what else do you expect? Like, this is what Mark Andrews is. Like, barring any sort of injury, like, he's going to produce for you every week because he's Lamar's favorite option. And it seems like, similar to Jalen Hurts, Lamar is on an MVP campaign this year. He is fucking lighting teams up. And I love to see it because every single week he's reminding the Ravens how fucking dumb they are for not paying him. I think it's he's his own agent, too. So I just don't know what negotiations were kind of looking like or like how he is to deal with. And I can't imagine he's that hard to deal with because he doesn't. He's never come across as a guy. No, I don't think he's a bad like a guy. Diva. But it's if he just... was a bad guy, he would have held out this season and not played at all. Like the Correct. fact that he's yeah, I, I didn't mean to say it like that. It was more so just like, is it hard to just negotiate with someone who's just finishing up practice, it's, walking yeah, in, and then hey, let's that. talk about your extension here? It's just it's not the same process, you know. I do then, wonder how like how educated his mom is because that's his agent. So maybe she does have a background in terms of like negotiating. I, I don't know, but 
it seems like the reason why they stalled out on discussions was because he wanted the Watson contract, which Watson fucked it up for all NFL teams. Yeah, that, and this Browns idiot did. gets all so, the guaranteed money, exactly. Which I, listen, I'm definitely for the players. Lamar should get paid as much as he fucking wants to. And guaranteed money should be a thing. I don't know why the NFL isn't, is the only league that doesn't do guaranteed money. So, I don't know. Go get paid, Lamar and Mark Andrews, just to bring it back to yeah. what we were talking about. <laughs> we, we are deviating from the track yeah. <laughs> Mark Andrews. <laughs> he, he, look, he looks great. And then like, how can... educated is Lamar's mom <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for Mark Andrews? Do we even want to talk about Darren Waller, or do we just want to point out to Corey again why the two tight end strategy doesn't work? I mean, he won again. Is he two and one now? Yeah, so yeah. he's winning. So but yeah, game. it's he's winning, but it's not because of the two tight ends. It's not say. because it's because he happened to get Devonta Smith, and he just <laughs> Wells had a really down week. I did pick Wells this week, but uh, yeah, we'll get to two tight ends. But yeah. Corey's just gonna be like, I can t- I can have both tight ends because I'm so deep at wide receiver now. Yeah. We'll see if he keeps starting him because it's like, is Olave a start? I'd assume so, especially if Michael I, Thomas. If you remember, is out. I did say he should start Olave this yeah. week before he traded for Devonta Smith. Dotson had the bad week, and then Juju was kind of middle of the pack. He's going to have to. Kind of, I think we said this last week, but all of Juju's points came off of one reception, though. No, yeah. So it's he's going to wear some egg probably one or two weeks if he's doesn't pick the right receivers but if, as if of right of, now it, it yeah. looks great he had a down quarterback week down running back weeks a lot of it looks good especially if thomas is out because he's just getting targeted so much yeah. i think he has like the most air yards through three weeks like in terms of actually like the ball in the air traveling to him whether or not he catches it or not or if james throws a pick so yeah definitely high on olave moving forward all right let's bounce over to wells Mahomes down week numbers wise, and I mean just a bad loss, I'd say. It was weird. He kinda had like hundred and fifty passing yards like in the third quarter. It was just a little strange that they didn't explode. This is kind of back to back weeks of not Mahomes numbers, like back to back like seventeens. And then they have Tampa next week, so that's kind of sucky. I still think he'll be fine. It's just you, you I see think what Lamar's the doing. Week, yeah. It, the receiving core there is just not good. Yeah. So I, I still have faith they'll figure it out. I still think they'll be a good team. It was just kind of a fluky, weird indie game. But yeah, the 17 points doesn't help you when you're kind of banking on Mahomes to be one of your top guys. But yeah, you're still starting him. Rodgers is on the bench, and Rodgers hasn't shown me anything that you'd start him. No. So. Yeah, I think Mahomes is like, he's a great player. It's just they got to figure out the offense a little bit more, I think. Yeah. That being said, Rodgers against New England versus Mahomes versus uh, Tampa. I might lean Rodgers, but I don't know if that's just If Matt panicky. Jones out, I, I, I would probably lean Rodgers just because of how good Tampa's been with shutting teams yeah. down. Yeah, so... That's a conversation for a different day, but it really depends on who he's playing and if he needs the ceiling or the floor. If he needs the floor, you go Rogers, but if you need the ceiling, you go Mahomes. Let's go to Montgomery. He got hurt. That sucks. Do you know how serious it is? 
think he's, he's day to day. Oh, he's already day to day. I think he's going to be. I think he's going to be back this week. They didn't commit to it, but it didn't seem like it was that serious of an injury. Of course, it could just be coach speak, but it is concerning because Khalil Herbert did this last year too, and I had him. I last told year. you Khalil Herbert is better. Yeah, but... he is fucking good, and he's like, he's probably more athletic and better. The thing Montgomery has going for him though is that he's in a contract year, and so the the Bears might just run, run the fucking tires off of him, you know? Yeah, and I mean, that's kind of what they were doing regardless. Like, he still was getting the bulk of the touches when they were both there. And I think just good news in general for Montgomery is the Bears can run the ball. Like, they can't do a ton else super well, but they've ran the ball well in all three of their games so far, even, like, the Packers game where they kind of got blown out a bit. So... I think if he's there, he'll still kind of produce. It's just, it's sucky anytime you have a player leave with three yeah. touches in like the first quarter. So hopefully he has him back and then can kind of power on moving forward. Let's go to Clyde Edwards Elaire. 14.9. Wow, seven carries, zero yards, and a touchdown. How is that possible? What, what happened? He must have gotten <laughs> tackled in the backfield after having like a goal yeah. touchdown. That that's crazy. That is such a weird. <laughs> I've never. Seen I didn't that notice before. that until right now. That's that's very odd. Yeah, I didn't get a, to watch a lot of this game actually, so I don't. I honestly don't know what happened there. But the only thing I'll say about Clyde Edwards Hilaire is that for where you drafted him, like this is a great return so far he's ranked through three fourth. weeks. So he's top five yeah. right now. Which is Even crazy. on limited touches, this guy is producing. I just don't know if he's in for a regression if he stops, you know. I don't know if there's getting... a regression. I just think, like, running backs in general aren't scoring a ton. And yeah. he's going to consistently offenses 15 a week. In general, yeah. Offenses in general have not looked that great through the first three weeks. So, so I, I think he's maybe still Maybe that's fine. the preseason thing. Maybe that is like the, hey, these guys aren't playing in preseason. It takes a month to really ramp up. That's Which possible. I think leads to even more of a point of like, hey, you really should maybe be holding on to your guys a little bit longer in these leagues now. Yeah, no doubt. But, but yeah, yeah, good, I mean, good yeah, find with Clyde edwards yeah. And then even if Montgomery's out, you got Patterson to kind of slot in, who had an awesome yeah, that- week this week. Yeah, that Patterson like conundrum, like he's good it's when they actually in the right weeks. Him. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's just about picking the right weeks. That's brutal to kind of go through that landmine. If I'm him, I almost want like Montgomery out so I don't have to overthink it between yeah. the two. I love when they make your decisions for you. Yeah. <laughs> but good on him there. And then yeah, let's go to the receivers. Devontae Adams with the fourteen point two. He scored again, but still just hasn't had that major boom week, kind of two weeks in a row now. I still think he's obviously... He had a good week, week one. He went Yeah, the no, he had the, he had the 30 points, but nine week two, and then 14 now. Still not concerned. It's just the Raiders are just kind of wonky, and like they put together like three good drives a game, I feel. I think he's guaranteed a touchdown every game. At the very <laughs> every least. single game. Yeah, the, uh, this is besides the point, but I did have like a tip from somebody who fucking gambles excessively that they're just going to take Devontae Adams and Cup TDs every single week until they lose multiple weeks in a row. Yeah, so, no, yeah. it's a sound strategy. I, I think Devontae's fine. It's just, 
yeah, he just kind of had a down week in general. And honestly, if I'm him and I scored, what, 78? Like, you don't want to waste the 40-point Devontae game. So, that's that there. Can kind of go to Debo, which is a bit of the same mindset, I'd say. But five catches, 73 yards, still getting eight targets. And then had five carries as well. Didn't do a ton with them, but still a ton of touches there. Like, this receiving duo's very dope but just kind of two weird weeks for them i don't really know denver's defense is good two i think you need to give jimmy g like two weeks before being like you know all in on these options i do think that they have more upside with jimmy g than trey lance Mm -hmm. but if you remember the reports from the offseason like jimmy g literally didn't have a playbook until after yeah. They reworked his contract, which I think was it was like, hey, he was rehabbing and they were trying to give him his space to find a deal with another team. And also it's like, hey, if we're not expecting this guy to come back, why should we give him our entire playbook? You know, because yeah, if no he goes to another team, he can use it against them. So I think Jimmy G just give Kyle Shanahan a few weeks to figure it out. He'll figure it out and he'll make a lot of people look stupid when they feel out i was very out on kyle shanahan like at the beginning of last year when i thought like you know fuck the 49ers are really struggling and then they towards the end of the year were i would say they did lose to the rams but i thought that they were the going to go to the super bowl in last year's playoffs i thought that i thought the 49ers looked that good so and i you know what fuck Corey again because he made fun of me for the 49ers last year saying they were the be- like best team in the nfc towards the end of the year fuck you Corey. Yeah, Sorry, go ahead. Now you're good. It is just weird, just two low scores back to back for Wells, who seemed like he was going to be the best team in the league, kind of week one. So I don't know. It, it seems like Wells kind of hovers around the four and four, like Mark halfway through the year, and then usually makes his push. So he, he's got good players. It, it's just it's hard to guess if a team that scored seventy eight, but. I don't think there's a ton of work to do here, aside from Miles Sanders, I'd say, who, <laughs> I, I, he's just such a pain in the ass to have on your team, like, I <laughs> Yeah, don't know. he was my boom of the week this week, and oh, he nice. just didn't perform again. And it's like the Eagles cook, too, so it's just like, they, even when the team is good, it's you just don't know what you're getting from this fucking asshole, like... I don't know. Yeah, He got a shit ton of touches, actually. I mean, he got a catch and then 15 carries. Just kind of didn't really do much with him. So, I don't know. What what would you do, kind of? Let's say Montgomery's out, so your running backs are Patterson and CEH. Are you riding with Sanders in the flex? Are you going with Robert Woods? Are you doing, like, DJ Chark, P. Ryan? What's kind of your thought process there? I'm definitely not doing P Ryan. I, I just don't think. Yeah, his... I kind of threw him in just for shits and yeah. giggles. But Mixon got a shit ton of touches. It's just P Ryan converted on the touchdown. So yeah, it was a uh, receiving. So if I so I can cheat and I can tell you based off of what I know next week's matchups are. But if I'm being honest, if I had to choose between those guys, I'd still go Miles Sanders. Yeah, I kind of was. I came to that realization while I was saying the names, honestly. Like, I would go Miles Sanders just because 
it's gonna happen. And then as soon as it happens, I'm gonna be like, see, I fucking told you he was good. And then he's gonna go out next week and put up like a fucking stinker again. <laughs> but it's not because he's a bad player. It's just because no, yeah. Jalen Hurts, similar to Lamar Jackson, he just takes too much value away from the running backs. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you just kind of, kind of keep riding with him, I guess. Like, it's as good my... if you're an Eagles fan to have that problem, right? It's like, hey, like our team is fucking like stacked in death, you know? Yeah, too many people and score. Like, and like, if if Hertz does need to take a back seat and can't run the ball as much, like if there was like you know an injury or something later down the line, you know, you have guys there. But uh, yeah, I like I would take Miles Sanders to answer your question. I would I would take Miles Sanders. Cool. Let's go to Proc and Travis. We'll start with Prak and then we'll get into the blunder of the week with Travis. But um, Stafford, kind of shitty-ish game, 10.16. No touchdowns is weird when they kind of seemed like they were in control the whole time. Just, I guess just not what you kind of want to see from Stafford so far. If you're him, are you looking for another quarterback option? I, th- I think he almost was. Yeah, was... because the Cardinals' defense isn't that good this year. So, to have a positive matchup. Yeah, to have a positive matchup for yourself and have a, an absolute dud come out of this guy. Yes, really, really, really sucks to see, but... I've been saying it about Stafford pretty much all year. Like the offensive line isn't good, and he's an old school quarterback. needs a needs a good pocket to produce from a fantasy perspective and a real life perspective. So, yeah, I'm I wasn't high on Stafford last week or to coming into the season. So I would definitely be pivoting for other options at this point. Yeah, real quick before we do poo poo anything, Proc is three and zero. So congrats to you, Proc. Granted, you probably shouldn't be, based on Travis just being an idiot, but <laughs> uh, let's move to Najee, who had what I believe is his best game of the year with 13. Is that right? Yeah, I imagine, last week, imagine but... taking Najee in the top 10, and his best game of the week was this week, where he scores 13. They got and a... he would have... They gotta jazz it up. We need Pickett or something. Like I want to yeah. see him. I want to see Pickens. Like I want to see just not terrible enormous uh anemic bad offense <laughs> like yeah i, I couldn't know. agree agree more like the only thing i could say is that tomlin sees them every week in practice so tomlin isn't the type of guy that's just gonna not play the rookie because he's worse i just think it's a matter of like they're just if I had to guess, the Steelers went into this year knowing that it's a developing year and a rebuilding year. And if Pickett isn't ready, they're not the type of franchise that'll rush him out there. Like, Tomlin will play him when he's ready. But I agree. I know. They gotta I'm just saying there. kind of as a fan, like, it's just a not, fan not of a football, Steelers like, fan. Just, but, yeah, it's just like that was the Thursday game, and it just sucked. <laughs> like, Yeah, I 100% agree with you. They're one of the more boring teams to watch which is just crazy to say about like the Steelers who are, are just consistently good kind of our entire lives but yeah still a shit ton of touches three catches 15 carries like it, he kind of has the floor I'd say but yeah it's it's weird that we haven't seen like the Najee this is your first rounder game yeah and Proc's still 3-0 and so that that's kudos to him kind of 
not not whiffing on your round one, but yeah. Yeah, I don't have much more to say about Najee. I mean, Proc tried shoving it in my face about Najee being back, and I, I just... <laughs> 61 yards and a touchdown just doesn't get me excited about this guy. Sorry, I, I just got him. distracted. Uh, Judge just tied the record. I know. Oh, uh, wow. Did he really? Yeah, about finally. About damn fucking time, dude. <laughs> yeah. Real quick, I went to like a bar last night. It was like if he homered there and you were wearing like a Yankee hat, he got 61% off your order, and then they just walked in four times, <laughs> and then I went home, <laughs> and my vacation got canceled, so <laughs> it was a sad <laughs> night, but uh, but yeah, good for him. That's my dog. I, the fact that people are hating on him is just so dumb. Like, he's not an asshole at all. It's just... I don't, I don't think people are hating on him. I just think Troy is hating on him because Troy's yeah, a fucking hater. That's it's just like his hobby at this point, but Yeah, he loves hating the Yankees. Anyways, um we'll yeah, go to Najee Jacobs. Sucks. <laughs> yeah, Najee sucks. <laughs> we'll go to Jacobs. He kind of gave you your Josh Jacobs game, fourteen point seven. Shit's on the carry, shit shit's on the t- uh catches. And he was He's, injured, though. He was injured? Yeah. Uh, he actually took a, he took a last-minute flight to meet them. In oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was sick. I, I thought he like left the game early when he said no, injured. No, no, no. He, he was uh, injured coming into the week, and he ended up uh, actually playing, playing through it like a warrior. Yeah, I mean... Jacobs has been fine as an RB2, which was kind of where I stood the whole time. I know you didn't really like him, but if Najee's doing better than like these 14s from Jacobs or you're standing up and clapping for him, you know? Yeah, I will say that I am higher on Jacobs moving forward just because the Raiders' offense is better than Pittsburgh. And it doesn't seem like through three weeks that he's going to have any of the competition in the backfield that we probably thought coming into the year. So I'm not as down on Jacobs as I was the first two weeks, but he's, yeah, I don't see him above that RB two range. Like, I don't think he's going to return you an RB one season this year, which is fine. If he can give you the, if he can give you that floor, it's fine. It's just, if he's your, if he's your top scoring running back, you're in for problems. I would say. Yeah, and just to kind of retract what I said, he did have eight and nine the first two weeks, but he's consistently getting 60 yards rushing. It's just kind of if he gets the catches and then he has no touchdowns yet. So, I mean, that's the difference kind of between him. Being he's also dominating the the, the, touch the touches. The touches, yeah. Running They're kind of now, two yeah. of the same, like both getting touches and both not necessarily performing yeah. super well. But... Yeah, let's go to Diggs. I, I guess a down week for him, 14.4. But no worries at all. 11 targets. He caught 7 for 74. And then this was just a weird... Did like, drop a touchdown, or am I misremembering that? I don't remember that, honestly. It, it's very possible, but I don't remember. But yeah, regardless, like this is probably going to be one of the few competitive Bills games they're going to have that our actual like close struggles like i imagine they just kind of run out and trounce most teams especially kind they of having gassed. their loss yeah the bills were gassed in this game i can only imagine like how gassed him and josh allen were they threw the ball 63 times 
and you know for probably 55 plus that Diggs was out there running routes. So yeah, I, I don't know. I, you, who, no one's worried about Stefan Diggs, so I, I don't have much more to add. I I still stand uh, with my thought last week that he's going to be the wide receiver one at the end of the year. It just seems like it's him and Josh Allen are in sync. Yeah, that's totally fair. I, I guess uh, moving to Cortland Sutton, he had a nice game. I know. The lone bright spot of the Denver offense so far this year. Yeah, agreed. I was high on him coming into the year. I thought he was a great pick. I really wanted him over I wanted fucking... him in that range, too. But yeah, I wanted him over. jump on Sutton a half a I round think he before took he Sut- gets to you. He took Sutton the round I wanted I wanted him, and I think that's how I ended up with DJ Moore, I'm pretty sure. But uh, regardless, yeah, Sutton is going to be good this year. It seems like he's Russ's favorite target. And in in Seattle, you know, Metcalf was great with Metcalf was great with Wilson. So was Lockett. So, yeah, he looks good. It's just I would love to see what his ceiling is if the Denver offense can actually figure it the fuck out. He's wide receiver 17 right now. And Denver literally hasn't scored like the entire year. So that being Mm. behind Diggs is a nice combo. Yeah, the the fact that he's three and out in general and his team really hasn't started cooking at all like bad running back play bad quarterback play it's basically been digs and kind of some guys starting to get going it's a good sign for him you know yeah i agree and Ertz seems to be a good tight end as well he's kind of consistently um breaking 10 so yeah he, he's tight end four right now didn't realize he had like hair plugs and blonde highlights he kind of looks like pete alonzo with the the plugs yeah he does wow he (laughs) looks a little funny but uh yeah good for Ertz, i guess (laughs) i don't really know what to add there uh t higgins he was my boom of the week this week which i'm still taking credit for it because i think he got hurt in this game with another concussion if i remember correctly or did he actually finish i think he finished the game but yeah he got he had another scare it was one of those like he dropped it in a bucket, and the safety kind of came over. And yeah, it was a fucking dirty hit. I remember because they. Are, <laughs> it, it's, I, I remember it's hard. I don't think he was trying to headhunt him. It definitely was a flag and stuff. And like it was Joiner, right? Lamar is it Lamarcus Joiner, the guy on the? I couldn't tell you yeah. the Jets safeties honestly. That's now true. that May and uh, Adams are gone, but yeah, very irrelevant. No, I mean you. You could have the name right. Honestly, I probably should. Yeah, Lamarcus. It, but... Lamarcus Joiner. Nah. It's yeah, it, was, it was a shitty play just yep. knowing that he had the concussion the week prior, but I just think in general the the Bengals will start to get going a bit. Yeah. And he'll be a major benefactor of that. But Fox yeah, he's got some good receivers here. He just needs to fix this running yeah, back situation. Hollywood, like great game. Fourteen catches, one forty, like holy shit. Yeah, good for him. Fuck that. I he, I I can't trust him. He like it, he's so boomer bust too. As a wide receiver. Yeah, no, I'd agree. I imagine that's the one he's going to try to flip, too. Yeah. Especially if, like, Hopkins is coming back and, like, this is probably his best week. I I imagine he's fielding a lot of phone calls trying to move him as soon as possible. Yeah, I hope anybody listening to this podcast knows that they shouldn't trade for Marquise Brown. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. you know what? I could use him, honestly. (laughs) Yeah, but you know what? Proc can't start four wide receivers, so... Let one of them sit on his bench and rot. Be smart, people. 
And then other than that, not a ton on his bench. Like Justin Fields doesn't seem like he's going to be that. I think he dropped savior. him already. I still see him. Oh no, never mind. I'm looking at the uh, yeah, this the is box last score, week. so it's box not score, yeah. Fuck. So this, damn yeah. So that's the downside to doing this on Wednesday, but. Yeah, so I'm just looking at the... If I've fucked up anything so far, I'm just looking at the box score. The so it's kind of who yeah. was on your roster at the time. So not a ton to talk about here, but congrats on 3-0. and Yeah. Let's go to Trav. Lamar, MVP, 39-4-2. Is he QB1? Yeah. So... I mean, back-to-back 40-point weeks. Like, yeah. what a fucking stud, dude. What an absolute stud that this guy is. Yeah, he... Well, he's their get, offense. He's just so good. He's really it's good. Crazy he's to gonna me. be good every week. He gets rushing touchdowns, like four passing. He's just sick. He's also gonna run it up because the Ravens defense isn't good. Yeah. At all. Yeah, Baltimore should have blown that game out and then fucking like Mac Jones with a broken knee kind of rallied. And then him he back. he threw that terrible interception too. Yeah, he stinks. When they were rallying him back. So my bust of the week this week, if you remember, was Travis's entire roster besides Lamar Jackson and Tyreek Hill. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think that was another hit for me. So, sorry, Travis. but Good on Lamar. Just... I don't know kind of how he's going to fill it in moving forward, but we'll see. Camara. Camara, running back 54 through three weeks. That's tough. He missed the game, yeah. but he hasn't been good. His two that he Even played. Still, like, if you miss a game and you're an RB1 level guy, it's, you should still be like kind of in that like 20 range. Still, I imagine you know? that's who he took in the first round, too, right? Yeah, he took him in the first round. That sucks. That's really yeah. tough. And that, I, I'd say I, I have more faith in like Najee turning it around and like those caliber players than Kamara yeah. at this point. He's not getting involved in the pass catching, which is really his bread and butter. He kind of always hovered yeah. around that like 60 yards rushing. Like, Jameis but... doesn't pass to his running backs as much, though. Yeah. Jameis is like an air it out quarterback. He's a fucking idiot, you know? Like, but he doesn't they're not doing well. Throws. So do you think they kind of move more towards like the Breeze offense when they actually were winning and scoring points? Or do you. Kinda, I don't know if. Like, Dennis how long Allen... can they just let Jameis just chuck it around? I don't know, but he's not. Den- it's Dennis Allen, right? Is there. Is their head coach's name, their old defensive coordinator? He's not the offensive mind that uh, Sean Payton was. So. I don't have much. I, I'm not very high on the running backs for New Orleans. It's the wide receivers who I would be high on because Jameis, if he's proven anything, is that he'll throw a ton of picks, but he'll also throw a ton to his wide receivers. Yeah, agreed. We'll go to Akers. He's getting touches now. He scored. He did fumble, but yeah, it, it's weird. I. I don't know what to think about him, honestly. I don't, I don't think it's as bad as like the week one, but I don't think he's going to be good enough to be an RB1 really at all. Like, I think he'll kind of wow. hover between that 10 and 15 w- most weeks. This isn't more of an indication to me, I'm sorry to say this, Bill, but that Daryl Henderson is not who they're going to try and get going in this offense. It seems like yeah. they want Cam Akers to be the guy, so... His, it's good to see, at least if you're Travis, like, hey, this guy might actually return some RB2 value to me after the dud of the first two weeks, but that Rams offensive line is just not good. 
and they struggled out against a team in Arizona who just got absolutely like fucking shit on week one by the Chiefs on the ground. So I don't know. Uh, we'll see, but I, I don't see him being much more than an RB2 ceiling for the rest of the year. And then looking at his bench, I, I don't see a ton of running backs that can kind of save the day here, like McKinnon and Hilliard are just kind of nothing. So I don't know what he's going to do running back-wise, honestly. If you ask me, he's going to have to trade Tyreek Hill for assets if he wants to salvage his team. Yeah, I don't know if he's going to want to do that, but I don't know. Yeah, if he wa- That's just my opinion on if he wants to be like, competitive it's just so hard to just or lamar jacks like what could you realistically get for like a lamar jackson right now like Corey, like maybe a potential person but Corey doesn't have the running backs to trade to him so i steve this all right if don't play matchmaker for everybody i'm not but if travis and steve are listening to this podcast I think that you guys could work out a trade because Steve really needs a quarterback and Steve has death at the running back position that he can afford to give away that Travis doesn't have. Yeah, we don't need two teams getting better. Listen, I'm trying to be objective in this podcast, okay? Trying to give my take on what I would do if I managed these teams. And personally, if I was the one who managed all these other teams, I would drop my roster so that i could win but no you'd have 12 championships you'd all you'd all win yeah but yeah let's go to the receivers tyreek just a random down week i didn't even realize this 5.3 that's Uh, i'm not concerned about it though yeah i'm not concerned about it but it's like yeah if he showed up at all he wins this game so yeah that's weird but similar i i think i said this about waddle it's like a I think this is one of the random competitive games that they'll be in. I imagine when they're just back to dancing on people, dropping 40s, that it's not. And you want to know what's the craziest thing about this is that we shit on Travis's team, but if he literally would have just woke up and started. Yeah, correct. (laughs) If he would have literally just started Hilliard or, or no, Hilliard he wouldn't have won with, but if he would have literally just started dealing, he would have won the game. Correct. And yeah. Because, I mean, Lamar with 40 every week is, is going to keep you in games, you know? Yeah. But, yeah, I think that's pretty much all I have on Travis's team. Yeah. I mean, the, the Jacoby Myers sleep-in is tough. I Yeah. Yeah. And then you start you start dealing and you win. So, that sucks. I, I, Julio's coming back, so maybe you kind of fill in. But he, I don't think his problem is really receivers, kind of. Or, yeah, Allen Robinson was also bad. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, I can't talk too much shit. He beat me, and he would have beat me again this week. So yeah, it's kind of that's kind of where he's at. All right, let's get into Rasp versus Curtis here. We'll start with Rasp. Big scoring week from him. Kind of just down the board. Very impressive showing. Uh, we got Jalen yeah. Hurts, twenty-seven point yeah. six. Just kind of picking up where he left off. And don't know what you have to say about him at this point. Uh, I guess he's legit. And then I also just want to remind you of our bet from last week about Josh Allen versus Jalen Hurts. And I think I got the better of that one. 
Is this like a season-wide thing, or is this? A... No, we just bet on the game, saying you know who do you who you think's gonna actually yeah, perform yeah. better. Yeah, I mean it was the heat, it was the humidity that got to them. But... Look at their their points are exact <laughs> inverses of each other. What do you mean? Twenty-seven point six versus twenty-six point seven. Wow, that's yeah. That's two something. crazy performances from both, but Jalen Hurts got the dub and embarrassed Carson Wentz in Washington. Yeah, good for him, I guess, but also fuck him. So, yeah, he's going to keep rolling, getting the rushing, getting the passing, and a good team. He's he's just going to be top five until kind of proven otherwise. He got an absolute steal here. Yeah, Jalen Hurts is a great steal at quarterback. Like, I kind of wish I would have not taken Herbert where I did and just settle for Jalen Hurts. Yeah, I think I that's kind of where everyone eight. is at these top guys, aside from Lamar. Yeah. Everyone's kind of like, ah, I could have waited another round for Hurts, but it is but what it is. The, yeah, to your point, though, they do score in bunches. They didn't score at all in the second half, but I'm not so sure how much that is like, hey – we have this game in hand and our defense is dominating. Like, let's not show yeah. our offensive playbook as opposed to, you know, hey, they stalled out in the second half. Because as you remember, I said, like, I was hyping up how bad Washington's defense was. So I'm not surprised he had an outstanding game. But I would like to see them do it for an entire game. They kind of did in, in the Detroit game week one, but Detroit has a pretty weak defense. So. Regardless, you know. Yeah, we'll great, see. That's great, that second half there. nitpick is more so me coping with the Eagles being good versus yeah. like an actual critique. But yeah, hurts. Uh, <laughs> it's boring for good players. Almost our our discussion just because it's like yeah, he just kind of did it again. But yep. So we'll move on. Damian Pierce has his best game so far. Twenty for twenty carries, eighty yards, touchdown, and then a couple catches as well. That's what you want to see. Twenty catch or twenty carries and no like Rex Burkhead involved. Yep. So that's as, good. As I said last week, he was my boom of the week pick. So happy to see that he performed as I kind of expected. I said it he would probably get a touchdown in this game, which he did, and he kind of ended up with a solid week, which is what you've been waiting for for Damian Pierce. Like yeah, and said. I mean, we've beaten it over the head that it's like the running backs of the question mark on this team, and then this week they balled out, moving to Singletary, who has maybe his best game statistically I've almost ever seen. A lot <laughs> of it in the passing game, not because just nine carries, 13 yards rushing, but nine catches, 78, and a touchdown. That's like Camara numbers pretty much, like prime Camara. He yeah. was involved in the dump-offs, and, like, you don't normally see that. Kind of like when the pocket breaks down, usually Allen just kind of takes it himself or still will just kind of take a deep shot. It was nice to see, at least as a, if you're a Singletary owner, that he was kind of dumping it off in those kind of broken plays. Um, it's also nice to see that we've been hyping up Singletary for weeks on this podcast now, and I was, like, just as ecstatic as I'm sure Rasp was to see him actually performing well. Yeah, and it's it weird just... that he got it done in the air. Like, that's what you assumed, <laughs> yeah. like, uh, not Zach Moss, who's the, who's the James, James Cook. Cook would kind yeah. of steal. So, obviously, he's looked bad and been fumbling and dropping passes and shitty. So, it, it's good that he goes to Singletary. It's deserved. Like, he's been there for years. So, we'll see if he keeps this up. The, re the fact that it is all receiving is maybe, like, slight cause. Not concern, but... 
I, I wouldn't expect a 24 every week, but if he gets some catches and can keep you in that 15 to 20, like that'll go a really long way with this team, I think. I would say that it is concerning because Buffalo can't run the ball, and they really need to be able to because like it felt like the game in Miami like would have gone a lot better if Josh Allen wasn't passing it 60 times and having to be the entire offense. So I would like to see Singletary do more on the ground. It seemed like a lot of his, the, his involvement in the pass game was like fabricating a run game because they're just not yeah. able to get I a mean, but it counts double fantasy-wise. While... Yeah, it's great for yeah. fantasy. I'm just thinking long-term outlook. Like, I think he's good. Like, maybe the coaching staff will finally see that this guy has, you know, some athletic talent. Yeah, agreed. Cooper Cup, kind of a down week for him, just 16.4, but he had a <laughs> cool rushing play. It was like a weird, like, jet sweep handoff, and he just easily took it. 20 yards like untouched it's just yeah. crazy that they could just step like put a pinky toe in the red zone and it's just like oh let's just run the touchdown play and then you yeah see teams like ours just grinding to get to... it's yeah. just a war basically need saquon to do everything whereas like the rams are just so and the rams smart. are like let's give it to the guy that they 100 percent are looking at and they still can't stop it yeah but yep. yeah this was a weird game in general like i think we've talked a lot about this just was like Stafford yeah they should have scored more yeah it was weird they didn't score more but yeah cup's just gonna kind of keep doing it yeah and it, it doesn't even matter if the rams kind of get going like he still gets his and then it's like if they do score a lot then that's when he gives you his 30s you know yeah i agree i, I don't have much to add about cup i yeah. think he's uh he's a good player obviously and then Samuel comes back with another good performance. He scored another touchdown, which is pretty crazy. Um, oh, no, I'm looking at the wrong player. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> he's still at 13.1. I was looking at, I can't even see the name underneath him. But, yeah, 7 for 48, strong game. He got, a, got involved running the ball as well. So, Good to see that. I don't know how involved he's going to be moving forward with Keenan Allen coming back. I don't know if he's riding with him or Russell Gage, which we'll get to in a second. But uh, some nice some nice waiver wire work here to patch together a couple of good weeks out of Samuel. Yeah, I think Curtis Samuel is going to continue to have like a good floor moving forward because yeah. he's just heavily involved in the offense. So. Definitely like that waiver wire pickup from Rass. He usually does get a pretty good waiver wire guy in the first few weeks. Like last year, he had Cordero Patterson, if I remember yeah. correctly. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's definitely it's definitely good to see for sure. And then Gage, this was just enormous twenty four point seven from a guy that not even a ton of people bid on, but just there's no other bodies. I don't even. Uh, did he bid on Gage, or did he just pick him up because there was no bodies there in Tampa Bay? Uh, let's see. Yeah, free agency, $0. So yeah, it wasn't bucks, even on, yeah. It was a twelve fifty four edition on Sunday, so kudos to him. Yeah, that's, smart. That's Honestly, bold time. move by him. To, he didn't even need it, but very bold move by him to go ahead and do that. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I don't love the other... It's easy in hindsight, like Nico Collins, Elijah Moore. Like, they didn't really give you much. So, I mean, he kind of needed to do something. 
I, I think he potentially was banking on Keenan Allen playing. Like, when was he announced out? I think that he was announced been... out the day of. Yeah, day of. so I or, think that or was maybe the day before. The thought. No, process. it was the day of because I remember in Dynasty I had to drop somebody to start Scotty Stain Miller, and I wish I would have started Russell Gage instead. So kudos to Rass for making the right play here. Yeah. And I think. Honestly, like his roster, we said it last week. Like, I think this is probably, we said it about both teams, but I think Rass' team is like in a great position for the title this year. Because I think he could figure out the running back holes. I'm very scared of Brian Robinson coming back and being effective because I have Gibson shares. And I think it's, it's just a matter of time when Mitchell's actually back. Like he's going to, he's going to take the backfield from Jeff Wilson if it, if it's anything like last year. Yeah, the issue is he probably still has to wait a couple weeks on Robinson and then a little longer on Mitchell, but it, it doesn't really matter. Like, he's done a good job filling in the roster. Like, you, you got to give him credit. And then yeah, now absolutely. it looks like Madison might get some burn as well on the bench. I'm not sure how severe yeah. the Cook injury is, but apparently it was a dislocated shoulder, but I don't know how fast he kind of bounced back from that. He might get like a yeah. RB1 here with him for a week. I think he'll get if if Cook is sitting, Madison's an automatic. Yeah, he was good RB1 just in one player. half or like yeah. a quarter and a half that he kind of had the duties like so. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Absolutely. I think he's a great pick. Um but he doesn't really need the running backs currently unless like bye weeks start next week, which I don't think they do. So He's kind of chilling. Yeah, I honestly. agree with you. So good job. Good. 157, that might be the highest out of anyone the entire year so far. So just right now, pretty stacked team. And we'll see kind of moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. I, I like Rass team. And, you know, I don't think there's anybody else of note to talk about. So I think we could talk about Curtis's team. Yeah, he's kind of a surprising one and two with this loss. He's been scoring, I feel like, pretty consistently. Starts with Josh Allen. Kind of similar to Hurts. It's just like you don't have a ton to say because he does it every every week and week yeah. in and week out. His biggest passing. issue is these running backs, though, Bill. It's, it's Edmonds I think it was, and Swift. I think it was a tough game, and then they kind of needed a loss early. I, I still am fine with Buffalo. And then it, it didn't even really affect him. Like He had 26 instead of 35. It, I don't think it's... A reason to panic for Josh Allen at all? Oh well, I, I'm I'm talking about Kurt. oh the team in general. My bad. I thought you were talking yeah, about like yeah. fucking no, Jack no, Moss. No. I'm like hey, Josh Allen will be fine, dude. No, Josh but, Allen's yeah. fine. I I knew, I think he's probably. I know where Jalen Hurts is getting some burn for MVP, but I still think it's going to be Josh Allen at the end of the year. I would say either him or Lamar. Yeah, it's would probably be my whichever picks. team is like. 15 and 2, you know. Whoever is the one seed in the yeah. AFC. Um, unless Jalen Hurts has a uh, continues where he's at, then I think he would probably get the MVP honors. But yeah, Josh Allen not worried, but I think the issue going back to what you said like Curtis being one and two comes down to the running backs because Swift is while he's electric when he's on the field, the issue is him actually being on the field it seems like this year. Yeah, he he did have the questionable going in, but yeah, it's this kind of is always his issue for the most part. And it sucks now that the offense is actually good and he's still having these problems, and he obviously can be a major part of it. Yeah, 
Yeah, I, I assume he'll play next week, but yeah, it sucks to have a guy get knocked out and then get stuck with like the seven piece from him. It Granted, this was the week it could kind of happen for him. He wasn't going to score 160 regardless, so yeah. not the worst thing in the world. But yeah, in, in general, he's looking for a running back. I think he's said so in the chat several times. So I imagine he kind of makes some moves. Chase Edmonds gave him a good week. Do you think that's going to kind of be consistent moving forward? He only had six carries, but two touchdowns, so... No, it's just very unlikely that that will continue. Like, that's just an unheard-of level of success. You have to think that in future weeks, those touchdowns would really be going to a Tyreek Hill or a Jalen Waddle, right? Yeah, no, I I think that's safe to assume, but at the same time, give him credit for getting a 15.7 out of my guy that probably most people wouldn't start i would say if i'm looking at his bench like the guy who i have my eye on is ramadre stevenson because i'm pretty high on him and i think he's definitely a obviously a whole candidate and he had a great week this week yeah i I imagine he goes back to that well kind of moving forward but it's tough he had four and six the first two weeks like you're not just going to keep throwing that guy out there my thought process is if Brian Hoyer starting over Mac Jones, I think Hoyer will he'll have a better tandem with Stevenson. It's yeah. it's not even that he'll run the ball more. It's that the Patriots are going to be, like, I would imagine down a lot with Hoyer. So Ramadre Stevenson is the pass catching back there over Damian Harris. So I think he'll get some burn in the coming weeks. That's fair. That's fair. And, yeah, and we'll see if Swift is back, too. Like, the running back issues, like, they – the depth isn't necessarily there, but I wouldn't call it like a gaping hole currently. He yeah. can kind of figure it out. And then yeah, he I has like our kind of favorite wide receiver duo, the Chase AJ Brown, who Chase kind of had a weird down week. Like I think he got outscored by Boyd and Higgins, which is a little uncharacteristic. Yeah, it's very uncharacteristic, but fumbled too which was a little i'll tell you why it was good yeah he didn't have a crazy week but you want to know it's good is like we were saying all last week that like this is a spot where the Bengals like really have an opportunity to get right against this jets team before zach wilson comes back who i will maybe we could talk about him later but i i'm expecting good things from him so at least what it shows to me is like okay this Bengals offense can score points and they're starting to figure it out three weeks in so they have a good matchup tomorrow against the Dolphins, and I really think, like I said earlier, it's a letdown spot for the Dolphins. I really do think the Bengals are going to win and have a, a good offensive week, especially Jamar Chase. Yeah, and it's like, how can you worry about Jamar Chase at all? And again, his down game is 12.7, yeah. 10 targets. You know, it's it was just a lot of quick underneath stuff for him, which is weird just because you're used to kind of the big plays out of him. But yeah. Yeah, th- those will come. And then the, A.J. Brown. You, pretty- you got to think they're going to come, but they're not going to happen at the same rate as last year. Though. Yeah, no doubt. I, I don't think his touchdown numbers are sustainable at all. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I think in general the Bengals took a nice step forward, and you can kind of have more faith in their guys. And then he was the guy who was producing regardless of their win-loss, you know. So. Yeah, I 100% agree with you. And then A.J. Brown just kind of continues what he was doing. He got, he got a touchdown this week, too. So, like, once those start coming, then the monster weeks will kind of keep coming. Ten targets again, 85 yards. 
Yeah, really the good. most encouraging thing too for him is like he's he's clearly the target share leader there, mm -hmm. but it's not like he's the only option in the offense. So it it pans out well for him, kind of moving forward that there's actually other threats out there. Yeah, and... he gives you the twenty on the Devonte Smith week, you know, so that's encouraging yeah. that he's not like stuck sitting there with a four when exactly like Devonte Smith day. So. Yeah, I 100% agree. So, yeah, it, it's always good to see. At least from my perspective, you want to have a wide receiver one, but you want to have the wide receiver one in a good offense, so it's not like they're the only option for yeah. production. So that, that way they do get more open. Agreed, agreed. Dawson Knox, don't really have much there. DK Metcalf, a nice day. He had a touchdown. It was a pretty sick touchdown, honestly. My, my issue is just like... It seems like he's going to be pretty matchup dependent and just Geno in general. Obviously, like Falcons, he was able to have like a nice day. It's just kind of the two pedestrian days against some better teams. Granted, he has Detroit next week, so I mean that's a fire flex play there. So... I like DK Metcalf a lot. He did pick up Zay Jones this week, which I gave him some shit for, but was probably a pretty good pickup if the Jaguars stay on pace. But yeah, I like his receivers in general. The fact that his receivers are fine, I think yeah. he just needs an RB. His his hole is RB two. No doubt, right? No doubt. Because so, when Swift comes back, he's a surefire locked in RB one. You mm -hmm. know, you're not worried about him. It's really just about getting that. Like you need ten to fifteen points in the RB two slot, which I'm confident Curtis can figure that out. Yeah, and he had some points on the bench too. Devontae Parker had a good game. I, I don't know how. Alan Lazard had a good game. I know yeah. people are giving Dobbs some like a lot of Lazard credit. Lazard was out there too. Yeah, no but doubt. L Lazard was injured the first week, so it's not. I'm not surprised he had a slow start to the season. But I think at the end of the year, this guy is going to end up being the target leader there in Green Bay. Yeah. If I had to, guess. I'd happily take any of those bench receivers on my team, honestly. So, I, yeah. I think this is still a good squad. It's just he kind of ran into a brick wall. But yeah, it's weird he's one and two, so you kind of yeah. start. I wonder I wonder it, what his points against are. Let me just check that real quick. So points against for Curtis, he's the highest in the league by 20 points. There you go. 409 points against. A lot of it was probably the 160 burger, but yeah. So he has the most points against, and he's second for points for behind rasp and right in front of me no big deal right in front of me i'm third place but let's um, pivot over to you then uh <laughs> you and Mueller. yeah let's do it i shit on Mueller as i expected wasn't worried for literally in a second in this matchup to be honest with you you definitely should have been a little worried <laughs> it definitely was coming <laughs> down to the end there herbert didn't look good they i am in full panic mode with herbert to be completely fair with it's you. a little tough just because the i think i think the line injury and then keenan allen will be back so that'll help him a bit but i don't know if he's like you took him right around your lamars and whatnot and i don't know if he kind of i took him there. after mahomes and right before lamar yeah i, I think that could end up kind of you're gonna be bonking your head a bit I think that. potentially the issue here is like Rashawn Slater going down. That's the thing it's I'm huge. most concerned with 
if he doesn't have time in the pocket and he's nursing a rib injury, like I'm fully expecting Bill that if for any reason he plays Houston this week, so I think he's going to have a good week. But if for any reason he re-aggravates those ribs, what I think is going to end up happening is that they're going to sit him for Cleveland, Denver, Seattle, and the bye, and bring him back in an easy matchup against Atlanta. That's like my worry right now. See, their coach is a psycho, though, and was leaving him in yeah. down four touchdowns with like four Which I loved left, so. because that ended up helping me out. Uh, Just getting garbage some time. Garbage time yards yeah. and shit, you know. So I don't know if the long term like they they can't really rest either. They're one and two, right? Are they? Yeah, they're one and two. They've only beaten Las Vegas. Like, can you sit him for four weeks and then you, you're wasting? They your... play Houston, Denver, Seattle, so they do have three easy matchups coming up. But who's their backup quarterback? Like, is that a given that uh, they win those? It's Especially Chase no, Dan- no it's Bosa Chase Daniels. on uh, defense as well. Yeah, it's Chase Daniels. So. Here's the thing. I, I want to see what he looks like when Keenan Allen comes back. Because he had a good yeah. game against Kansas City. Even with the broken rib, he went out there and slung a touchdown. And they almost came back in that game. Yeah, he's still against awesome. Against Kansas City. I, I think... I'm not, I'm not like, worried, worried. But Rashawn Slater going down is, like, a huge loss for them. Because he's, like, behind Andrew Thomas. No big deal. Again, the second best tackle in the league. Yeah, I, I think it. I think it is a big loss, and I, I don't mean to just fully poo-poo Herbert, but I'm just saying, like, for where you took him, I, I don't see him kind of like, and you you still have the threat of the injury too, so it's a little scary. Gives you the 13 here. It ended up kind of being enough, but yeah. But being fully transparent, I'm definitely worried. If yeah. you want like an actual transparent take, no I'm doubt. definitely worried about him. Let's go to Mixon. Again, just two yards a carry. Like I don't know what's going on with he. He didn't get a lot of touches this week either. But I think it's just a matter of when they were playing the Jets this week. Like they just fucking torched them through the air. Like Samaj yeah. P. Ryan had a touchdown, which you would think in most weeks are going to mix in. But I think he's similar to the other running backs taken in the first round. They're just all kind of disappointing this year. I'm really just having a saving grace and having Saquon being my second RB, you know, like, yeah, the thing with Mixon, I'm worried though, about too, it like, because he's not producing. Yeah. And they, they got up to league. a big lead in the first half. So like, I assume they were trying to get him. That's involved what I was just thinking. Too. Ice it. And then not that the jets kind of came back at all, but like there was opportunity there where I feel like ideally you have a second half where Mixon scores two touchdowns and this is like 40 to seven, you know? Yeah, I guess the thing is, like, the Jets, like, while they, they've, they're they one and two, right? So, yeah, they don't have crazy, like, good talent there. Like, I, think I they don't have think some they're pieces. Defa- it's just their defense yeah, they have is pieces disappointing, on, considering they it's have like... pieces in the front seven on defense that are pretty good against the run, I would say. They have Quinnen Williams and CJ Mosley. So it's not like they're a bad team against the run, you know. I think it might be the coach. The coach is starting to get in hot water. I listen to like a lot. Well, of you saw my coach list, right? He was on my stinky coach list. I saw a graphic where he his record is worse than like Adam Gase, like Joe Judge, like all all the same like New York coaches of the past like five yeah, years. They, he has like three less wins than all of way them. Out for sure on his way out shitty i I thought he would work and like i wanted the giants to get him for a period of time like not 
it didn't line up last year when he was actually available, but I think when we hired Judge like the year prior, I was down for him. He was bashing yeah. his head with all the San Francisco yeah, guys. Yeah, I stuff, remember so. that when he bashed his head in the helmet. So I will say this about the Jets' defense. They are seventh against the run in the league this year. Fair enough. But they're the fifth-worst passing defense in the league. So clearly the Bengals have playmakers on the outside. I'm not surprised that this wasn't a mix-in game. The only kind of shed of light I have here is that the Bengals' offense seems to be figuring it out a little bit, and hopefully Troy's right in saying that their offensive line is just trying to get into a groove. Yeah, it will take time, and I, I think we, both of us kind of were pretty transparent like, before he even said that, that we thought the Bengals were going to kind of get it going. But yeah. yeah, you want a little more out of him. But like you said, we'll move on to Saquon, who turned out to be at least the three weeks He's awesome, you know. It was He's nice the to see RB1 him for the... three weeks, Bill. Good for RB1. you. I, I'm extremely happy, honestly. Like I was so. I mean, I told you before. Uh, I told you before the season. I think that, and me, you, and Tom all talked about how we think that Saquon's in for a good year this year. Like he was one of my must targets in the second round for running backs. No, yeah, it's hats off to you. Uh, he looks healthy. He looks fast. He looks explosive. He's they got just got to give back. it to That's him in the, the first difference. half is the thing. Yeah, too. I know. They need to get him going earlier. It's it's very, very frustrating it's, to watch. It's weird because I, I, I assume they're just kind of every team is game planning against them. It's our only real weapon they need to stop in order to stop us. Yeah. So, but yeah, I, I don't know why he doesn't get more carries in the first half, but it it hasn't really mattered. He he gets targets in the passing game as well, and then the explosive plays are definitely there. I assume he's probably up there with the most like ten plus yard runs in the league, and then definitely like he's busted several like thirty plus ones as well. So yeah, he he looks like he's back to the Saquon form that we're used to seeing from his rookie year. And kind of second year in the league before he got hurt. So I'm definitely super encouraged to see. It's just a matter of the options on the Giants offense are so slim at this point in time. Yeah, but that that also might just work in his favor. Like, we might just fully go back to, like, 1942 and just give it to him repeatedly. Like, as pathetic... we couldn't pass block. We every single time we drop back, DJ was yeah. The right hit. side of the line yeah. is a huge issue right now, obviously. But he's getting like around twenty touches a game, which is where I like. Mm-hmm. I want to see him at that twenty touch a game mark. I think and as long will. as he's getting around that, he's gonna be. I would say as long as he stays with the same target share and same touch share, that he's gonna be absolutely gonna be a top five running back at the end of the year, based off of how he looks right now. No doubt. And then let's go to Amon Ra. He got hurt for a little bit, missed some time, came back, but he was a little gimpy, I feel, from what I saw. He did come back, um, but even though he did come back, and I think he had a catch in the second half, it doesn't seem like he's trending towards playing this week, just as an FYI. It seems like he's day-to-day with the ankle, so he sat today in practice, so maybe it could have just been a rest day. But it seems like if I were if I would say it's probably at this point in time, 640, he's not going to play. 
So is it the return of DJ Moore to the starting lineup? Absolutely fucking not. Garrett Wilson (laughs) will be in my starting lineup with Zach Wilson in his his return. Oh, yeah, I'm excited for that. I'm excited to see Zach. I'm excited. I think Garrett Wilson's going to be better with Zach Wilson. I don't think that's a huge stretch. Yeah, I I think he's going to be... I don't know. I think Garrett Wilson's a pretty good... I mean, if Wilson's bad, it's because he's just being sloppy with the ball and turning it over. Like, I don't think he's yeah. going to be gun Which he's gone five straight games without throwing an interception and, wow. like, 160 passes without throwing an interception. What a stat coming there in, for the Yeah, Zach coming Wilson. into this year. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I, I, I'm I not, like, a Jets fan, but I don't hate the Jets. Like, I want them yeah, to yeah, be Yeah, you absorb good. a ton of it just, like, living here. You, yeah, like, I don't hate the Jets. I would, like... Obviously, they're the number two team in New York. I mean, that goes without saying, but... I want Zach Wilson to be good because I just it's it's so depressing that the Jets just have never had a quarterback in my lifetime that's been good, you know, like outside of like a few years with uh with what's what's his face Pennington Sanchez? had like a few yeah. years there Sanchez had like a few years there but I don't know I, I would like to see Zach Wilson perform because it sucked that he was injured coming in and he had all the steam so. banging the moms and stuff like everyone was yeah exactly like, oh this he's guy's involved. actually cool like. Because he was getting like a lot of the first communion, like he's a dweeb Mormon sort of shit initially. And yeah. then it's like, oh, he's cool. Like this might actually work out. And then he fucking blows his knee. Yeah. So I, I'm rooting for him. Um, but yeah, Gabe Davis down game. We've we've talked about this Bills Miami game a ton. Are you a little concerned? His first game back, he didn't really get going a ton. No, and I'll tell you why. I know I'm gonna say this for a lot of my. The only reason why I'm not concerned about Gabe Davis is because. He caught a touchdown, and it got popped out of his hands in the end zone. Or you're talking about another 16. Like, it was like a 15-yard touchdown pass from Josh Allen that he just fucking dropped. He was wide open just dropped. Yeah, I saw the play. Yeah. Otherwise, he has a 17-point week, and, you know, I don't even need Saquon to pull me from the deaths to win this week, you know. So, no, I'm— I'm not worried about Gabe Davis, but I am worried if they continue to include Isaiah McKenzie in the target share, because my big thing for Davis is that he's the number two opposite of Diggs. So if they throw it sixty times, it doesn't matter if yeah, that Isaiah is true. McKenzie gets six balls, you know. So. But I think McKenzie is more a function of they just don't have a running game, you know. Like yeah, I, they so the they're trying to find ways to move the chains. To, basically, yeah. I hear you. And then Gerald Everett, it's kind of a whatever burger. He honestly had a he had like a drop. If I remember correctly, it was like a drop, and then he also had like a twenty yard catch called back on a penalty. But I'm worried about him because he's just the whole point of having Everett is because I have Herbert. So I really need Herbert to be healthy in order for Everett to really return some value for me. So. If I not, picked up Najoku. Engram time. No, I dropped Engram actually, Aww. even though he didn't look bad actually against the Chargers. But I picked up Najoku because I think he's got a better shot at being a more consistent tight end. For I'm not going to play him this week though. Najoku's like a, a wait and see on my yeah. bench. I, I think keep it there while you got Herbert, and then hopefully he gets a touchdown at some point. But yeah, yeah, and then we kind of. You got some running backs. Melvin Gordon had a good game, and then Jeff Wilson is kind of getting the line share of the um, carries for San Fran. He had a he had a late fumble, or he would have had like a 
RB2 level performance, yeah. you know. Overall, it looks good for the most part on the bench. And then uh, I think he can kind of patchwork it if Amon Ra's out. Oh, I, I skipped DJ over Gibson, Moore has two. DJ Moore has like two more weeks and then he will be dropped. I, I'm yeah. just putting it out there. And then Eagles defense, we'll just talk about it because once again, I was just so right about how bad Carson Wentz was going to be in that game. Yeah, seven nine sacks. Uh, I said it in the fastest two minutes, but yeah, that's that's like your difference maker there. Seventeen yeah. from the defense, twelve from the kicker. That's it's nice. I just to have. my team just didn't score. Like my team this week scored total two touchdowns. Yeah, like, I just don't see that being a consistent thing moving forward. But uh, we'll see. I mean. Who knows? I'm very concerned about my wide receiver groups if Garrett Wilson doesn't end up working out. It's basically where I'm at right I think now. He will. He can be... I think he will. DJ Moore, I'm completely out on, though. I just think he doesn't have the quarterback to make him viable. Yeah. Let's bounce over to Muller. Actually got some decent production from Cousins. He kind of hopped off the Brady train, which turned out to be the right decision. In general, though what do you do kind of moving forward are you riding with brady against not the packers or do you ride with cousins what what do you think there i think that you don't drop brady but for the you know short-term future i'm definitely starting cousins he's got the seahawks patriots cowboys next three that's two pretty yeah. solid ups so i'm definitely leaning cousins until brady's offense gets back because julio's hurt right uh godwin's hurt he's practicing this week so he's gonna be back evan's coming back from the suspension uh as Corey would say september is preseason for the bucks so it kind of is it's a douchey comment but like it is so true and then meanwhile we're like living and dying by september games just because it's oh, like yeah. we want to be relevant in october yeah. <laughs> and then he's just like yeah it doesn't matter but the only thing i'll say is like right. i'm glad i dropped brady in dynasty and it didn't end up biting me in the ass so yeah no doubt waste of a first round pick by tom fucking idiot he stinks yeah all right, I, yeah, but Kirk Cousins, I fucking hate Kirk Cousins just almost as much as Carson Wentz. So he's just such a nothing burger. To I, I don't know. McCaffrey had a nice day on the ground, averaging like four point and change. I'm not gonna do the math right now, but uh, carrying, but just not enough in the receiving game to give you those vintage yeah. McCaffrey days where he's just kind of gets thirty in the blink of an eye. Yeah, he's just if he's not scoring a touchdown like the saving grace is his receiving so if he's not getting four or five catches a game like you're missing out on a touchdown basically just through the air so yeah not he's... what you want when you took him three over i that's been the story for mccaffrey all year though right like he yeah. hasn't he's ranked 11th like he's not terrible but yeah it's in general it's just a lot of... if you took a running back early for the most part it didn't pay off big dividends yeah. really but yeah, we'll see if he gets it going. They won a game, he so is maybe injured, that's good. By the way. I but don't know if you saw that. When did he get injured? Uh, he didn't practice today. He has a quad injury. His Ooh. status for this Sunday is questionable. That's something to look at. That would just really tank Muller, I'd yeah. say, who's already 0-3. Yeah. But 
Yeah, you, he needs McCaffrey. You need him to be even better than he is, and if he's injured, you're you're looking at a scary situation. Absolutely. But, they also need to fire Matt Rule, but I mean McAdoo would be the coach and waiting there, so maybe not. I don't know. Then Tony Pollard, he swapped him in for Zeke. I don't hate the last minute panic, like Zeke just had the touchdown and it was only a four point difference. It wouldn't have it wouldn't have uh, mattered in the end, but it's tough just with these two. It's gonna be tough to figure out who kinda has the good week. I Pollard a hundred percent eye test is better. Be 100% better but you gave zeke the contract they love zeke there i I just don't see pollard ever significantly taking over the touches in the backfield yeah but i guess it becomes a point of like do you want to win or you want to make zeke happy i mean they're kind of winning is the thing they're two and one and then Dak is coming back in two weeks like they'll be right there with the eagles their defense is sick i think yeah, their defense is sick. I mean, I thought that the Cowboys are going to still win the division coming into the year, so I wouldn't be shocked if they won the division, but I do think through three games that Pollard has shown you more. Um, I guess we'll kind of see down the stretch, but uh, if I'm the Cowboys, I think I'm transitioning to Pollard, but it you gave, you gave Zeke the money, so it's like it's almost like a Jerry thing, you know? Yeah. As most Cowboys things are, they're Jerry things. So, like right now through three weeks, Pollard is the twenty fifth, and Zeke is the thirty ninth running back, with less touches. You know, so mm-hmm. yeah, he's got to figure that out. And then it's like if McCaffrey's out, then you're kind of instantly going to Brees Hall, who does look good. I I'm encouraged by everything I see with Brees Hall, and I almost would just move that direction in general, like Brees McCaffrey, and then just I'm not worry about the Cowboys bullshit. I'm excited for what the Jets' offense looks like with if Zach Wilson takes like a, a little. Yeah, bit and I think of they're playing the Steelers or someone kind of shittyish. So like, it's not yeah, like they're playing they're throwing them out week. to like the Wolves against if the Steelers without Watt, the defense is not at nearly as scary. And then no, it's not, not like Mitch is going to be possessing the ball them up last week. Yeah. So we'll see what happens with the jets, but yeah, I, I might start kind of moving in that direction and just getting away from this Cowboys kind of headache in general. Yeah. McLaurin six for one Oh two. Nice day for him. Kind of his best game. I didn't really see any of his catches, really. Like, I didn't really see any Washington offense. It was literally all garbage time in the second half, and I was just getting pissed because my players weren't scoring. But McLaurin kept getting, like, fucking dink and dunk passes and shit. Like, when it was just like they were down and just throwing the ball as much as possible. Yeah, so, so, I mean, I I don't have a ton of to take out of this performance, if that's the case, really. it's They got smoked, and then he still kind of accumulated some yards. They scored eight points, and Carson Wentz threw the ball 43 times. Yeah, that's, that's terrible. terrible. <laughs> yeah. That is terrible. It was like McLaurin's a great receiver, but it's not like he's had a he had like a better game than previous weeks. It's just that he just so happened to be the beneficiary of Wentz throwing it up while they were down this week. Mm-hmm. We could go to London, which is probably like the bright spot on his team. Probably got him fairly late. He scored again. And I think, like, 
him as a red zone target is very legitimate. He's just got the size, the route yeah, running. He's fucking good, and he's got Mariota, stinky-ass Mariota throwing him the ball. He's yeah. Good. So I think London is pretty much a perma-start, and then with Evans coming back, and if the Bucks kind of get rolling a bit, maybe he can kind of patch together the receivers because I'm losing faith in Judy kind of constantly. It's just because the Broncos' offense is so bad, like... But the way like, are you going to keep retool, putting him in there and waiting, yeah. or are you going to go like Mike Evans? Like, no, I agree with you. I think the next the next week, what I would do is I would be putting in Mike Evans, and then I would probably be putting in Brees Hall in my RB two spot. Yeah, and, and then like, I do think that Traylon Burke will. Yeah, I I don't think it's that bad this team, but it's like you need some wins pretty quick, you know. Yeah, you don't want to be like that zero and four start because it's you're basically saying you got to win. You like, got to win out. Almost. You got to win like seven of your next yeah. nine games, basically. Yeah, zero um, and three is bad enough, and we'll get to me in a second. But yeah, so I, I, I like Mueller's team isn't terrible. Like yeah. it's not terrible on paper. It's just like a string of I guess bad luck or just underperforming assets. I, I it's don't hard because it's like his top guys weren't performing so he needed to ride with them but it's like if you look at his late rounds he did pretty well yeah he did so well like, in the late rounds now hopefully he kind of has the confidence to play some of those guys like you're not gonna throw out your ninth rounders week one and just like put your dick on the table you know it's i would put in Brees hall now next week yeah i i don't yeah, know why he didn't this week i think we kind of were uh, i I'm said surprised. that he should play pollard to be fair hmm. but I was wrong, so don't listen to me. <laughs> uh, you got anything else with this, or you want to move over to me? Um, let me just see who I had. Is oh wait, did you do the boom of the week for this one? Uh, I can't remember. Maybe I jokingly said Saquon or something. I, I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember, but I do want to say something about Curtis's team. I said my bust of the week on his team was Russell Wilson. He was benching him anyways. He had nine points. Fucking bust. What a terrible move to get two QBs. So, yeah, let's go. Let's go on to you. Sorry, I just forgot to bring that up. No, you're good. We could start with Husser and then I'll lament on myself. Joe Burrow, <laughs> a nice bounce back game, 23. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's kind of the only, him and Lamb are the only, like, real high scores of note for the most part. But yeah. good to see that if you're a Burrow owner. And like I know it's the Jets, and they're giving up a ton. Or if of you're points. a Bengals fan, yeah, you you knew they wouldn't be down forever, but and I mean, at the end of the day, you're you had a shit start. Like you had your Super Bowl hangover, and you're still a game back in the division. It's it's far from over, you know. Yeah. So, good on him. I, I want to see kind of what he does in this this fucking Dolphins game. Is like a heavyweight matchup, like. I'm very excited to kind of see what happens there. Yeah. Moving on to Dalvin Cook. He was kind of looking pretty good. Like, it was his best game of the year, I'd say, prior to the injury. He was getting a ton of carries. He's, his touchdown was nice. Just popped it right outside, beat him to the, to the corner. So, I don't know how serious the injury is, is the thing. So, that's something to look at, but... Yeah, he kind of finally looked like Dalvin Cook to me, at least. Yeah, I didn't get to watch too much of the Minnesota game, to be honest with you. It's just the only thing I'll have to say about him is that 
him being injured, like, you know, going into the drafting Dalvin Cook, you're probably not going to have him for one or two games. So I don't necessarily think that shoulder injury concerns me. I think he was saying today that he's day-to-day himself. So we're some If I had to bet, he's not going to play. Yeah, he's not going to play this Sunday if I if I had to guess. But still, a nice sign for him there. And then, and then he starts AJ Dillon again against the Bucks. So similar yeah, to yeah, him Aaron and Jones Aaron Jones didn't have yeah. any success. So kind of bailed me out a bit there. I, I was surprised to not see ETN in there. To be honest, Dillon is hurt, by the way. So he does have a limit. He's I think he played. He either didn't practice today or was limited. Yeah, limited at practice today by a knee injury, apparently. So, so, and he just showed up on the injury level injury report today. So usually, at least when you see that, like if they're not on the injury report, like kind of right after the game, that it kind of trends towards they might not play hmm. in this week. So. He has ETN to kind of pop in there. So like, I think he could fill in. But if Cooks out as well, then. I think McKissage. I would put McKissick in. Yeah, it's a little scary, but oh yeah, he would have to start both those bums. Oof. But yeah, CD had a nice day. It was probably his best game of the year. He dropped. The he should have. Yeah, he should have another too. touchdown. So yeah, I hate him. I hate his face. Like I hate. Yeah, Dallas. I hate him so I much. I hate this whole like overrated eighty-eight like bullshit that they just kind yeah. of assigned for themselves. CD Lamb is a good wide receiver, but he's not like an elite level wide receiver like he's hyped up to be. Is my thoughts on him? So that's why I'm always so quick to call him. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if he is hyped up as elite like your top five guys, but I think there's. I think that he is. To be honest, I think he's a little. People don't talk about him like he's like Chase. I was gonna say. I think people were talking about word, him like but... that when they traded Amari Cooper. It's like, oh, they're so confident in CD that they can move yeah, on from Amari I... Cooper. No, yeah, I, I agree with and that. And the whole ADH stick, like Des that's Bryant's just Dallas is better than CD Lamb. Smoke, I feel, but uh, I, I just hate Dallas. I'm not. I'm un. I'm not unbiased here. So yeah, I, I hate him. He looks like, like a horse. Yeah, fuck this. He idiot. was short on the fourth down too. So and fuck, fuck Tom for hell. betting the Cowboys when everybody else bet Giants. What a bitch move. Yeah, I knew we were cooked after that. But Mike Williams back to his dud game, but it was one catch for a touchdown. Turned out an eight point five. But yeah, kind of surprising to see him not get more of the share without um, Keenan involved. So. He was my bust of the week in this matchup. And I mean, he, and honestly, I I was screaming because I was very worried about losing at this point. Turned out to be warranted, but I was screaming. He didn't get the second foot down. Like I thought he tapped the foot on the back of his (laughs) other foot and then they just didn't review it. And I was just losing my mind as I'm just praying. Yeah, I thought that too. I know exactly what you're talking about because when I was watching it, I was like, (laughs) they didn't even review it. And I was just fucking throwing a hissy fit in my brain. Yeah. (laughs) And then. Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about, because when I was watching it, I was like, I don't know if that's a touchdown, but I was on the other end of it where I was like, I wanted it to be a touchdown so that Herbert got a touchdown. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know if he rides with Ayuk, who looks pretty good with Jimmy G throwing him the ball, and then I don't know if Lockett's doing that every week, or if that was just kind of against the Falcons, but he has some receivers, but I don't know. 
I don't. This, like this is not a good game. team, I, and he smoked. I don't me. understand how he. I don't. He didn't even smoke you. He scored 105 points. Yeah, but yeah. And then Goddard. I, I hate your team, Hustler. I'm sorry, dude. How do you keep winning? I don't He's got get. Michael Carter in the flex getting fives. Like he, he had like multiple duds and beat me by 30. It's just. I will say Lockett is. That's two straight weeks from Lockett where he's been productive. Yeah, good for him. With, uh, I kind of was. Uh, I always you know. liked Lockett. I kind of would always try to snag him as like a flex. Like I think him and Metcalf are going to end up having better years than people expected. It's just that they're not going to have. I don't think they'll be as consistent as they were with Russ. And honestly, they had down years like with Russ like last year. Like he wasn't great with his hand injury and shit last year, so Yeah. It's kind of like a return to form almost. But yeah, I don't really want to talk about this team anymore. I don't to be honest, I don't want to talk about mine much, but I'll, I'll I think we have row. to because you were uh <laughs> leading the league in scoring and i had you as my pick this week and you just dudded it the fuck up bill what the hell happened no touchdowns at all from any player or i lied uh nick chubb you have one touchdown but that was the only and that was my boom of the week was nick chubb because he looked fucking and he did look great against pittsburgh yeah he's good it's not a boom because 17 for your rb1 is more so i would say like expected but he did perform well like i from a real football perspective, he had a great game, you know? Yeah, and that's the thing with Chubb and, like, uh, a bit of, like, with Henry, too. It's, like, they're not super involved in the receiving. So, like, real football, yeah, they're, like, two of the best Real football, backs. like, yeah, they're two of the <laughs> best guys you want to have, obviously. But let's just start with Kyler, who is just killing me. It's literally just three weeks in a row of me just praying for Kyler garbage time just watching these terrible, horrible games from, like, six to eight, just losing my mind. He throws it over and over and over again, and it's just like, okay, little 10-yard, little 10-yard here. And then they just always have these fourth downs that they go for late in games, and they just never fucking get them, and he just doesn't score. The Cardinals are just so broken. I hate him. And Trevor Lawrence, he's gonna get a look. He's gonna start getting a look. Is, is I was gonna I'll say, say you did you did say like Trevor Lawrence because I asked you that I think week one I was like oh what was the thought process there and you were like you thought he could maybe put it together this year with Doug Peterson so I actually see, dropped they... him and repicked him up so who do they play so Kyler plays Carolina who has a pretty good defense and Lawrence against Philly that's tough. Yeah. A rookie. I gotta figure it out. I I got like a he's nine not a hour rookie, but he's kind... tomorrow, so yeah. I'll be I'll be looking to move some shit around. But yeah, Kyler is just you talk about. It, I I could have had hurts over him, and then it's just like my yeah. season's just going drastically different. But I just like I said, I I'm a firm non-believer in Cliff Kingsbury. So Kyler, like he's gonna have those games where he goes off, and those are gonna be the only games that the Cardinals win this year as the games where Kyler just carries them to a, a win. And it's tough. Like, I'm losing to the bad teams, like, and it's going to get late fast, you know? And then Fournette yeah. just wasn't effective at all. Like, he had some carries, and he had some garbage time receptions at the end of the game to somewhat salvage it, but just no touchdowns from him, and that's just massive. Like, he's a 20-touchdown guy, and just nothing through three weeks, and that's literally killing me, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I 100% agree with you. Chubb, we kind of talked about. He's good. 
I think I hit there. And that was like an RB2. And then this has got to concern you, the next guy you're about to talk about. Yeah, I mean, this is absolutely devastating. Like, he... The game was on a silver platter for him to win last week, and then a 4.4. Like, that's just impossible. Like, so many guys fucking score 10 points. Like, so many receivers. Everybody can, and it's just... 3 for 14 is insane. Is it, And then yeah. it looks like they're giving Thielen more looks, too. I just... I don't know. When that final, like, bomb wasn't to him... Uh, who was it? Uh, he was 17 on the Vikings. KJ Osborne? Yeah, was it him? I think KJ... Here, let me see what his number he caught, is. like, the game-winning... T- when, like, when that ball was in the air, I was like, thank God. And then I just see dreadlocks coming out of the helmet, and it wasn't him. I was like, oh, my... Oh, fucking yeah. K- KJ... I think KJ Osborne is the dreadlocks. I know he has dreadlocks. I just don't know what his jersey yeah, number it's, is. It was... I don't know what to do. Like, I can't flip him and just, like, get no value for him. No. And cannot. then I got to keep playing him, like... But yeah, this is back to back weeks where if he has, yeah he's number seventeen. Yep, it's like if he KJ scored, Osborne. yeah, he he's just not scoring. So I don't know. Does it make you feel any better that Justin Jefferson said that he's the perfect teammate about KJ Osborne? Who said that about who? Justin Jefferson said that about KJ Osborne. He's the perfect teammate, Bill. I don't know, dude. It's it's not good. I'm you more, look like an absolute genius week one. I know. I thought it, I thought it was really going to work. And I mean, it still can. It's hard. Like, shit changes pretty fast in the NFL. But it's like, I need that to change extremely quickly. Otherwise, it's just over instantly. And I got to sit here and do this fucking podcast for 15 more weeks. <laughs> I just picked up KJ Osborne. Good for you. And drop Wandell. So you can have him, though. No, I'm good on that. But um, Bateman, he I expected him to kind of be boomer bust a bit, and Lamar just missed him on like a forty yard touchdown. Yeah, I do just remember salvaged that. Salvaged the game. He still had two for fifty nine, but he's gonna have just, those weeks. Yeah, uh, I'm I, not gonna crucify him. He's been good for me, honestly. Andrews was also just dominating. The, yeah, the exactly. Pass. They so, they could do whatever they wanted with Andrews. They didn't need to. Yeah. Get Bateman involved. Which... It's just crazy that Lamar threw four touchdowns and one of them did. I think Duvernay had two. Duvernay right? fucking. He always just snipes me. It's it's unreal. It was Duvernay had a four yard touchdown pass. Yeah, and then Josh Oliver. Who? I think it was it's, it was another tight end that wasn't Andrews, like on the goal line. I think not so, even Isaiah likely either. That's like their third tight end. Yeah, Josh likely. Oliver. Likely, I knew it wasn't going to be a thing, but. And then the the one bright spot is Pitts had a nice game. And they actually used him. Yeah. And then, look, there's a fucking W next to the score for you. Like, yeah, let's it's go crazy. It's, <laughs> as soon as you get your your best fucking player involved, you immediately win a game. Like, come on. Like, <laughs> and then it's like Pitts has the good game when the rest of my team just literally sleepwalks yeah. through Sunday. And then next week you're going to, you're going to be playing and Pitts will put up like two points and you're yeah. going to be like, what the fuck? It might just be one of those seasons, but I don't know. I trust me. I'm thinking about like moves to be made here and it's, I don't Honestly, have I think depth. I was one and two last season and I ended up making the title game. So yeah. It's still so early. It's so early, but it's like oh, every you're week is seven three? fucking days. Yeah. I thought you were one and two. No, I haven't won yet. So 
it's like I gotta I gotta get it going, but I, I don't have trades to be made really. It's like unless I trade one of these key guys for peanuts and I just I think can't. You can do maybe that. get some ship or Hopkins. No. I, I I'm waiting it out at this point. Like I ate three of the weeks at this point. But Yeah. Well, I, but I'm not the, gonna give my entire psyche hold, out yeah. loud, honestly. But yeah, Shepard, rest in peace as well. I thought it it was a decent flex at last second. He, but he's dead. I don't mind sharing my thoughts on how I'll manage my team. I did say I was gonna start Mariota last week if Herbert was out, and I did have him on my bench. I was kind of hoping like halfway through us. Because Mariota was actually like, yeah, I think he threw, threw like two touchdowns early, and I was like, oh fuck, I should have started Mariota over Herbert. I, it probably turned out fine, but I think he had like 16 points and Herbert had 13, so it's not like it would have made a big difference. But yeah, basically. and then the rest of the bench is just like I'm hoping Kenneth Walker starts. He's slowly getting more involved. It's like, yeah, let's use him. Pickens slowly starting to get involved. I'm like, let's go go in there. So. I don't know. I, I I got a lot of I got a lot of work to do. I'd say I need a win this week, and then I'd say if, if there's no win this week, then some drastic changes start being made. But I, I'm pretty much rolling the ball out again one more time. <laughs> Sorry, Bill. Nah, you're good. That's it for all the matchups. Do you want to talk about the Giants quick, or you want to get the hell out? Ugh. <sighs> Well, you didn't talk about Shepard, right? But no, I, I briefly had... did, and then you yeah. went on your Mario Durant. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know. That was a very tough look for us on Monday night. It, it is what. Listen, I mean, we weren't in here screaming about Super Bowl, like, or we were a bit ironically, but <laughs> it's. It's what we kind of expected. Like we expected to just lose, like the Tennessee game, like that. You know, it's like the offense is just very bad. There's no receivers. The line yeah. is bad. Daniel Jones was on the run, but it's like sometimes, like he feels it when it's not there. Sometimes he feels the pressure. Or I, I might have just said the same thing twice, but you get what I'm saying. He has no pocket awareness. Yeah, yeah, which has just always been his issue. Just like that's what led to all the fumbling and shit. Like the first year, I, he I I do think he gave a gutsy performance. Honestly, like he was getting the shit kicked out of him and made a couple plays, and then basically every time we scored points was because he kind of was able to go off script, pick up a first down or two with his legs. Yeah. The, and uh, then we just ran into a very good Dallas defense that just got home repeatedly. Yeah, they were just way, way, way better. <laughs> yeah, they're like, just way. like we know this team's not talented. I'm happy we were getting some results early, but it's like this is more of the reality of kind of what we are. I'd say. Yeah, I guess the only thing I will say to Daniel Jones credit is he was trying to make plays this week. Yeah. Even with the piss poor offensive line performance, I do think Dable needs to be more proactive in the first half with getting running Saquon involved Agreed. and running the ball. And it's also just so hard because we literally have no offensive talent outside of Saquon Barkley. Yeah, so they team. know every every team knows that. Like they're they're not fucking game planning for 
Kenny Galladay and like Richie James. Like, yeah, exactly. Also, Galladay like, just embarrassment. He bitches about playing yeah. and then drops like a crucial third down. Not, yeah, bitches about playing and then drops a fucking. He dropped the fourth down right down. before the half too. When yeah, it was like too. that weird like no man's land of like yep sixty yard field goal or yeah. Gano is a god. I like Gano, but um, and then yeah, the defense. I they did fine. They kind of held it. I feel like Wandell Robinson was more in the cards for being involved in this offense. He and be like back which... relatively soon. But yeah, yeah we, Ricky I mean, we James is kind of filling in that hole right now that him and Tony left. Yeah, and it's just like, is Tony just really going to be as much of a disaster as humanly possible? It's like, it's trending that way, which is sucking. Yeah. And then, no Leonard really killed us in the the run department i'd say as well granted a lot of it was kind of outside the tackles they were just running pollard yeah i was i was surprised at how effectively they were able to run the that dude that that one like tony pollard like 50 yard run it's just like yeah i don't i don't know how that gap was there like the linebacker was just staring off into space it was it's tough it's a it's a gutted bad roster that is like we still had a chance to tie the game at the very end too i know yeah, like an did. 80 yard daniel jones drive with no timeouts isn't likely but i mean mccarthy just almost fumbled the game too when he, when he ran yeah. the fucking bootleg and then threw the ball just for the guy to be short of the sticks and out of bounds i was literally fucking cracking <laughs> up it was such a mike mccarthy move he's so bad listen the the cowboys would be so much better if they had a, a real coach yeah like, let uh, dan quinn be head coach yeah but hey i I don't know it's yeah it's uh, a sucky loss but i mean end of the day if you could have told me that we'd be two and one with dallas tennessee yeah two two and one after three weeks and then playing the bears yeah if we lose the bears game i think it's like then it starts being real doom and gloom and it's like all right we'll pick top five and get a quarterback but I think the Bears is an extremely winnable game. Like Fields looks like a disaster. Like we hate Daniel Jones, but like we kind of were. What is done Daniel with him. Jones? But just Justin Fields that throws the Fields ball a little throws bit picks. more. He's inaccurate. Like we, we yeah, it's our definitely issue is we they run the ball well, and we seemingly didn't stop the run last week. But we need Leonard Williams back, and we need. I don't um, know if he's back yet. Honestly, we'll see. I I haven't read a ton yeah. of injury report shit yet. Honestly, like I said, my past couple of days have been a little busy, but we'll see what happens. If we're three and one, I'm I'm fully back. You know, but yeah, yeah, that's we'll see though. I mean, we'll see what happens. That's that. Thanks again for listening, guys. Um, yeah, that's pretty much all I got. Poe, anything? No, I'm, I think I'm pretty much said everything I wanted to, except that the Giants are going to destroy the Bears and go fuck yourself, Wells. Cool. We will talk to you guys on Tuesday with a week four recap. Hopefully I get my first win, and hopefully you guys all have a fun weekend. So, yeah, have a good one. Bye-bye.
Oh!